hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Exco, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, <laughs> that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Exco, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Hey, it's Matthew Berry live from Radio Row uh, at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Now, okay, the big game may be done, but you know what we were doing out here all week long in Las Vegas? Talking to superstar after superstar after superstar. We have a bunch of interviews, honestly, so many interviews with great players and personalities. We couldn't fit all of them into our podcast last week. So here they are, some of the biggest stars in football on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour set. Welcome to the Happy Hour set. Jake Croucher, Matthew Berry with Baker Mayfield, uh, NFC South winning quarterback this year. Advanced Auto Parts, our friends there, uh, making you available. We'll talk about that in a second. But Baker, over 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, most yards, most touchdowns in your career this mm-hmm. year. Uh, what went right in Tampa Bay? What, what clicked for you to have such an amazing year? Yeah, um, obviously we, we started out pretty hot, but we didn't really know the system. Uh, we weren't all on the same page, so I think for us, and we lost quite a few games in a row there in the middle of the year, just sticking with it, saying, all right, guys, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Let's just get the little details right, and let's stick together and do that. And I think um, everybody bought into that, and that was what we saw just finally ironing some things out in the back half of the year and just saying, all right, if we just execute, we're going to be damn good. So let's just keep doing that. Yeah. Sounds like you had an amazing connection with Mike Evans, who I think is the most, just continues to be the most underrated receiver in football. No one ever talks about him. He just piles up, you know, 1,200 yard seasons and double digit touchdowns. By um, the way, wh- Mike Evans, better numbers with Baker Mayfield than with Tom Brady. There just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. We won more games numbers than Tom Brady numbers. in Tampa. <laughs> numbers yeah. are numbers. I'm just oh, saying. Gosh. What, oh, gosh. Uh, what was it like kind of building that chemistry over the year? He, he's such a stud. And. Obviously, from an outside perspective, been a big fan of his. Growing up in Texas, he did as well. Watched him his whole career and just understanding how big he is. But I didn't realize how fast he is. He's a big guy that can truly run. And then once you're in person as a quarterback, you appreciate the little um, special things he does on routes, how to get into a blind spot of a corner, how to win routes on leverage. And so he, he just, he's done it so consistently for 10 years now. I mean, that's, it's unbelievable. And so to be able to get to throw to a guy like that makes your life easy. Yeah. Great year, obviously, from Evans. Also, Rashad White. Yep. Kate Otten emerged. Godwin is Godwin, yep. of course. Yep. Obviously, in a monster year from you. Uh, talk to me about Dave Canales and also what's Bryce Young getting in him? Yeah. Um, he, I, I keep telling people this. He's the most positive person I've ever been around. And in football, 
it's a pretty rare trait to have uh, through all the ups and downs that you go through. He kept the same approach, like, guys, this is a new opportunity. And it was it's refreshing for a lot of the guys. That normally, you can beat yourself up after a game that you lose or you don't play well. But he comes in, he's like, guys, let's listen, if we can just fix the things that we can control, we're going to be fine. This is a good opportunity for us. Stick together. Stay with it. And so for Bryce, it's, it's a good opportunity to have a refreshing mindset and somebody that's going to put him in a good position to win. Yep. So, Baker, you're nominated for Comeback Player of the Year tomorrow night at the NFL Honors. Uh, pretty amazing story. I mean, four teams in effectively like a 12-month period. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was partic- it must have been particularly sweet going and clinching the division on the last day in Carolina. <laughs> but what was what what was what have the 12 months been like? A lot of ups and downs. Um, and to say that I navigated it perfectly, it would be a lie. Um, but just trying to take it one day at a time and I think that was the mindset once I got to LA for the last five games of the 2022 season was all right let's get back to the basics let's have fun playing football again they're not going to make the playoffs anyway so let me let me just have fun enjoy being around McVay and those guys learn as much as I can and get that just the little kid mindset in football back and go into free agency with with a fresh start and uh for me it's it ended up being control what I can control and be the best version of myself each and every day. And that's and Tampa allowed me to do that, and I can't thank them enough. Yep. So it's interesting. So you mentioned four teams in 12 months, and now you're a free agent. What do you yep. – listen, we all want to get paid, right? You know, and listen, you're a quarterback. You're going to do just fine in the market yep. here. But what are you looking for? Are you hoping to stay in Tampa Bay? Are you looking for team fit, coach, scheme, like yeah. other receivers? Like talk to me as you approach free agency what you're looking for. At this point in my career, I want to win. And so that's you start to look at organizations from the top down, how they run it, do they run it correctly, and, and Tampa does it. Well, great. And so I, I saw that firsthand. So that's obviously they have a, a leg up on the competition. But um, for me, yeah, scheme-wise, what is, is this coach going to put me in the best position to show my strengths? And so then you look at the guys around and what you can possibly make of it. But it's I want to be able to have fun playing football and continue to do that because that, that puts me in a good position to have success, and just mentally for me and, um, and being around those guys. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I thought one of the most impressive performances from you this year was uh, actually the final week of the season against Carolina, where I know that you know statistically it wasn't your best game. It but, was horrible. Well, but I mean, <laughs> the fact that you were out there and it was clear that you weren't 100%, but I remember you ran for a first down and got absolutely crunched. Um, you used to talk yeah. about like the process of going into that week and, and playing that game and then ultimately clinching the division. Amazing play from Antoine Winfield as well to, uh, oh, to get the gosh. fumble at the goal line. I can't say enough about Antoine Winfield. Uh, I mean, he saved the game for us. Um, yeah, it's... Week to week, everybody has to deal with injuries, bumps and bruises, here, things here and there, especially late in the year. Um, but it, you would have had to cut my leg off to miss yeah. the, the last game of the year to win the division yeah. in Carolina yeah. after everything that I had gone through there. So um, just you tell yourself you're not feeling pain enough, and, and you trick yourself, and uh, somehow you find a way. Yep. A lot of people did ask me, like, is, it, is he going to play? Is your own? The question was like, I think he's going to play. <laughs> like, I think, he, yeah, to your point, you have to cut your leg off. Right. Oh, you played through some tough injuries as well throughout your career, you know, yeah. and separated shoulders and everything like that. Before we got on air real quickly, we were talking, because this is my second time interviewing you. I interviewed at the NFLPA rookie premiere when you were the number one overall pick, and I I was just, you know, normally when I do those interviews, they come up and I start to introduce myself. Hey, I'm Matthew Berry. Like, I do fantasy, whatever. And I, I got halfway through the break. I was like, oh, I know who you are. <laughs> you know, I was like, really, do you play? And you're like, I play. Yeah. So we were talking. You still play fantasy football. I do. I think it's fun. Uh, I have a, a league with my buddies that I grew up with back home. Yep. And then I have a league with uh, my wife's family. And so it's, it's something fun and competitive that it just, I enjoy it. And, and they... 
I'm not necessarily a great fantasy football manager. Yeah. I, t- I tend to micromanage way yeah. too much instead of letting <laughs> things ride out. Uh, but it, it's it's fun, and especially after you get a couple of years in the league, getting to know guys, like you start to play favorites a little bit. And, yeah. and uh, you who was to- on your team? Name drop for us a little bit. I, I hope was, Baker, was Baker Mayfield your quarterback? No, no. Uh, <laughs> all family and friends always beat me to it. Yeah. Um, I, I was definitely going to try and draft myself this year, but uh, had Josh Allen in one league and kind of rotated between Jared and Dak and Brock and the other. So some some good guys to have. I was just going to say, I, I, I think you're giving yourself not enough credit. I, those, are, <laughs> those are pretty good picks, my friend. Pretty good picks. Yeah. Now, listen, you're here talking to us thanks to our friends at Advance Auto Parts. Tell us what's going on with them in the big game. Yeah, so um, obviously everybody knows Super Bowl Sunday, but the Sunday following Super Bowl Sunday, February 18th, is National Car Battery Day. And, and so the, the campaign is false starts, kill drives. And as we know in the football world, false starts are extremely shooting yourselves in the foot. Nobody yep. likes them. And we're mentioning dead car batteries. And when you need to go somewhere, you need to have a good car battery. Um, but if you... Register at aapfallstarts.com, and there's one false start in the game on Sunday. We're not looking for a sloppy game, just one false start. Uh, you could win free car batteries for life. And, and so it's a pretty big deal, and I, I think it's a great campaign. Yeah, here supporting it. Just by the way, false starts are the number one penalty in the, in the league. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the NFL, it's the number one. There's an average of 2.2 per game. By the way, both the Chiefs and the Niners are top 10 in the NFL in terms of most false start penalties. And I think the important thing is is that if you win this, like, so you register and you win, you get free car batteries for life. Not for your car, yeah, for, for your life. Your life yep. For your life as well. So, I mean, that's a, it's a pretty good one as well. Uh, the website, aapfalsestarts.com. Yep. Baker, it was such a thrill to watch you have fun this year, play, be able to play healthy, yep. and have a coach that obviously made the most of your talent. So. Continued success to you, my friend. Appreciate it. In fantasy and in real life. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Devon Achan, Texas A&M graduate. I'm from College Station, so Giga Maggies. Loved watching you in College Station and Kyle Field. Loved watching you this year for the Dolphins as well. Congratulations on such a fast start. Here's my question. You know, you were a third-round draft pick, and it felt like as soon as you – and you you missed a lot of training camp uh, due to health. And yet, as soon as you got out there, boom, you were immediately – pardon the pun, but hit the ground running. What allowed you to transition so quickly to the pro game? Um, you know, basically just, you know, all the, all the hard work that we put in, you know, um, you know, just coming into the, the league with, you know, a, a pro mindset already, even though I was a rookie, you know, um, but not acting like a rookie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, that, that just, and then like the team that I was on, you know, they was, you know, they want to be great. I like players that I was around, they want to be great. So, you know, when you fall into greatness, they make you, you know, want to be great yourself. So just, you know, the people around me making making me, like, want to work better and want to be here. So, Mike McDaniel's been constructing great running games for a long time. San Francisco, now with you guys in Miami. What was it like getting to play for him as a rookie in that run scheme? Um, it was great. Um, like you said, man, um, Mike McDaniel, he was a great coach. You know, he knew how to get his skill players the ball. So, um, you know, it, it was it was fun, man. It was, it was a fun team. You know, it was just fun to watch at practice, even when I like, even though I'm there in the thing, it's, it's still fun to watch, man. Like, because it's just exciting. You know, we, it's like the game of football is supposed to be fun. And with that team, our team, like, we made it fun. So, You are the first player in the Super Bowl era to score at least seven touchdowns over your first four career games. Hard to top such an amazing rookie year. But I'm just curious, what are your goals heading into next season? Have you talked to Coach McDaniel, the position coaches, in terms of what they want you to work on this offseason as you head into next year? Um, you know, basically, you know, you, I, I always got goals for myself. You know, basically, I'm just just want to be better than last year. You know, it's always you always supposed to want to get better, and you know, far as like you know, talking to coach and McDonald, you know, they just 
you know, just want me, you know, stay on track and don't let, you know, this season, you know, get um, too big for my head and make sure, you know, I just keep getting better and just you know, make sure I come in this season, you know, ready to be better. So We were always laughing the top GPS speeds throughout the year. It's yeah. you, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Moster, everybody on the same team in the <laughs> right. same offense. Yeah. Are we getting that teammate race anytime during training camp this summer to really see who's the fastest? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, if, if they want to, you know, we can, but, you know, I don't... You have the edge? Who, me? Yeah. Of course I'm going to say that me. That track yeah. background, I mean... I mean, well, I mean they, they got track background, He ran too. the first, yeah. fastest 40 at the Combine right. last year oh, by yeah. far. Yeah, yeah but... I mean, I mean, if it comes down to it, you know, if they all want to race, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to race. But, you know, it's training camp. I don't, I don't think we're going to be worrying about racing. Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. be worrying about, you know, putting the work in. But, like you said, if it came down to it, I'm pretty sure, like, it didn't happen if all of us wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. We were talking a little bit before. So, obviously, like, you had a great NFL season, and all you're concerned about is, hey, how do the Dolphins get to the Super Bowl and win the big game? But in fantasy football, you were a very popular pickup. People were concerned coming to the season, is it going to be Raheem Mostert? Is it going to be Devon Achan? Turns out it was both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious how often fantasy football comes up in your life. Do fans come up to you? Do they talk to you about it at all? Do your friends and family hit you up? Um, I wouldn't say my friends and family hit me up because, you know, it's mainly like, you know, talk to my mom and my other cousin, but they don't do like the fantasy football yep. stuff. So it mainly be fans. And, you know, you know they always, it, some be good, some be bad. But <laughs> yeah. it, it's all fun to me because, I mean, like, what you want me to do? Like, it, it's just fun to me. So, you know, everybody got, everybody, obviously everybody in the world, like most of the people you know, who watch NFL, you know, do fantasy. So I hear it a lot, even when I'm playing like the game, like people text you on the game or like talk on the mic and be like, you know, fantasy or like, but most of them be good though. So, Well, I would think so. And by the way, I think the positive there is, is that obviously Miami Dolphin fans are always going to root for you. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm a Commanders fan. That's my team. Yeah. But I'm rooting for you because I have you on my fantasy team. Yeah. It, it just expands your fan base, which uh-huh. I think is uh, which I think is really exciting as well. So we're in Vegas. Mm-hmm. We've, we've asked this question and had some fun with it. A hangover-style trip. One teammate that's got to come out here with you to have fun, and one teammate you got to leave at home. Okay. So who are you bringing with you to Vegas? Yeah. Who to comes? Have fun. Yeah, to have fun. Have fun. And who uh, gets left at home because maybe they're not that fun? Uh, I'm going to say me, me and Jalen Water. I bring Jalen Water out here. And we're we, we, we going to have fun just because, you know, we both from Houston. You know, we know each other. We know, like, what we like, you know. And one teammate – that I think wouldn't that wouldn't bring. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun people on that team. But let me see. Probably like somebody like Tua. You know, Tua's not okay. like a he's a little I, chill, chill. You know, he's gonna say calm guy. You know, just you know, want to be friends, family. Yeah. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that because I'm that type of guy too. Yeah. So probably someone like Tua. You know, he just want to chill. You know, be in his own lane. Yeah. So yeah. Vegas isn't his speed. Yeah. Devon, I want to talk about that week three game against the Broncos. Just a 70-point game, and it just felt like you guys could do whatever you want. What was it like to be a part of I mean, like an, a historic game where it just felt like anything you guys did worked? Uh, it, it was great, man. Uh, you know, just basically, you know, we got that plan. Uh, I realized you really didn't even realize what the score was until, like, you really just, like, was on the sideline just looking, like, for real, <laughs> like. Because we was just, like, everything was going so good, you know, we was out there At playing At what football. point did you realize, holy, like, we're putting up, we're putting up 50 on them. We're putting on, like, you uh, know. I was probably say after, like, my, my, my big run, yep. my longest run. So, I, I started looking like, man, we, we almost got, like, 70 points for real. Like, <laughs> and then, so, you know, it, it was just, that was just a fun game all the way around. Like, I feel like we was clicking on all cylinders from, you know, from offense and defense. So, For a lot of guys, especially at running back, when they get to the NFL, everything feels tighter. There's less space. The linebackers are faster. Yeah. There's less room. 
for you, it never felt like that. It felt like the same guy that was at A&M breaking off these massive runs, and then you go to the NFL, it almost looked easier for you. Why do you think that was? Just because of your speed? Um, I wouldn't say that. Just, just basically like the work you put in that practice. Like you said, uh, going against the linebackers I was going against, like Dave Long, Duke Riley, you know, yeah. uh, Bake. They can run. Uh, yeah, they can yeah. run. They can run, and they can, they can cover and do the same thing yeah. like any other linebacker in the league can. So I just feel like, you know, we just like, like great. We had great defensive line and DB. So, like, when we're going against, like, you know, good people at practice, I feel like it's easy for you in the game because you've been going against them all week. So then we had a great scout team, you know. Uh, like you said, scout, scout team is doing good for us. So, you know, you see a lot of looks at practice, and then when you go in and see them in the game, like, okay, I've seen this before, and you know what's coming. Is there a guy on that scout team that you think could take a jump next year and maybe bump up and be a starter for you guys that doesn't get enough love? Um, I, I, I can't just say a name, like one person, because I'd like, be a lot of people that just that is good, like that can be a starter. You know, yeah. it's everybody, everybody really just like, you know, one play away for real. Right. So I can't just give you like a direct name, yeah. but uh, we, we, got, we got a pretty good scout team. So you got a little banged up in the preseason and you missed some time last uh-huh. year uh, during injury. Anything you're going to try to do in this offseason to try to, you know, mitigate that? Listen, it's a violent game. It's tough to always stay healthy. But anything you're looking for to try to make sure you're on the field for all 17? Um, basically, you know, just keep my body healthy. You know, just maintain and, you know, just make sure I get, you know, extra treatment even if I'm not hurt. That's basically the main thing. You know, even if you're not hurt and you don't feel anything right now, it's always, like, good to still get treatment. All right, so you're here with Pepsi Zero Sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were here with Puka Nakua earlier, who was as well, and he couldn't get enough of cherry Pepsi. He said he needs the sugar, the caffeine. What do you got going on with them today? Um, basically, you know, I'm here with Pepsi Zero Sugar and uh, boy, uh, with the Border Rookie Campaign, you know, Return to Pro, and the Carnival yeah. Cruise. So basically, you know, um, uh, basically, we're just basically uh, inviting people, like inviting rookies, uh, to a uh, chance to win a free cruise. Yeah. All right. Which is awesome. Uh, we encourage everyone to do that as well. The border rookie return of pro sweepstakes that Pepsi and Carnival Cruise Line are doing. Pepsi Zero Sugar, I should say, and Carnival Cruise Line are doing. Uh, Devon, I'm curious because, again, as I mentioned, I'm an A&M fan. I grew mm-hmm. up in College Station, grew up in Kyle Field. And so I would always talk about Devon A-Chain. And then it came out that you pre- preferred to be it, your last name pronounced a Chan, mm-hmm. and so I was curious about that. By the way, one of my producers calls you Ashane. We never heard way. that one before. We've never heard that yeah. one before. <laughs> Talk to me about your last name here for a second. Um, Where did that come from? I did mean, A&M get it wrong all those years? Because you were always called A Chain. Yeah. At, at uh, in College Station. So to me, to me, I really don't like. I, I was never really a person like, oh, I really be called this. It was kind of like somebody asked me like, how you pronounce my name? Right. I told them. <laughs> And I like okay, like we gonna get your name right. We gonna get everybody start saying your name. <laughs> it took right. long enough. Yeah, but you know, it, it was all fun to me. Like I never, you know, was mad about that. I actually liked it. Everybody called me A Train, A Train. Everybody yeah. make little different like slangs with it, so it was fun. But yeah. how you pronounce my name is A Train. A Train. There you go. Exactly. It's not Ashane, producer Damien, as well. Well, listen, Devon, you had an amazing season. We cannot wait to see you next year with the Dolphins. Congratulations on all your success last year. Go Dolphins, Giga Maggies. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're back and happy to be joined by one of the top prospects in the 2024 NFL Draft, Roma Dunze. What a time it is right now for you, man. Listen, every single year draft scouts are looking for player comparisons. There's been crazy ones for you. I mean, legends, Larry Fitzgerald, Jamar Chase. Is there anybody that you are trying to model your game after a little bit? You know, it's such an honor to be mentioned up with some of those guys, you know, the greats, and that are some of them, you know, still doing great things. So it's a tremendous honor. But I like to, I like to pick apart my game and and look at 
my game in different aspects, like relative to receivers in the league. So my releases, I like to look right. at Devontae Adams. My, of my uh, you know, contested catch, I like to be the Julio. My route running, the Keenan Allen. So um, I try and like spread it apart like that. I want to ask you about the contested catches because mm-hmm. I, I do the draft at NBC. I watch everybody over the summer, and, and you are great. The size, yeah. the speed, that offense was clicking with you and Mike and, and Jalen and everybody in that offense. But this year, the contested catches were out of this world. Right. I mean, you unlocked a level, a totally different level. What did you do to find that part of your game? Oh, man, it's something I've been working on for a while. I think that was a part of my game that I've been, you know, uh, wanted to show off, and I feel like I had the capability to do yeah. so. And this year it kind of just unloaded, unloaded um, like, at, at a high level, um, just the opportunities right. that I got. But it was just the work in the offseason, building that connection with Mike. Um, I used to – this was, like, my sophomore, junior year that I did stuff with the basketball team, like doing rebounding and stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, shout-out to Coach uh, Conroy and Coach Adams for, for hooking that up for me. But, yeah, it was a lot of different work, just using bags and different, you know, drills to try and um, elevate it. But, you know, the biggest thing was just building that connection with Mike and that trust and, you know, in those moments just being ready to shine. Talking about rehab, you're talking about offseason, talking about all the prep that you do. So this is crazy. I don't know if people realize this. So you get a collapsed lung and a fractured rib against Arizona September 30th. You literally right. aren't allowed to get on the plane to fly back to <laughs> Washington. Right. So you drive back. Two weeks later, yeah. like this guy, who knows when this guy's coming back? Turns out two weeks later, 128 yards, two touchdowns against Oregon. Yeah. Talk to me about, I mean, like, have you just been blessed with some amazing ability to recover quickly? Or is this rehab? <laughs> pain tolerance? Like, yeah. yeah, pain yeah, tolerance. Maybe. What is it? What maybe, is it? Yeah, maybe a little bit of that. I, I you know, I, I pride myself on being, being a, a tough physical player. You know, that's that's part of the game. I think what makes the game awesome is, you know, people play through injuries. And and uh, regardless of what, what you're feeling, you go out there for your teammates, for your brothers, and you compete. And, you know, that was my mindset going into it. My favorite superhero growing up was Wolverine, so maybe he He's giving there me that you right. uh, you know, yeah, ability, but, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, it it, it just it just worked out. I, I felt you know comfortable enough to, to get it done, and it was against the, the you know the team down south, and we don't like them. So I had to you know take care of some some, some again. more curves. Yeah. yeah, again. Yeah, that's right. We're seeing more and more rookie wide receivers come into the league and dominate. I mean, years ago, guys would sit for a year. Guys yeah, would be sure. slowly acclimated. Now you have pure superstars. We had Puka Nakua on earlier, but it's not just Puka. I mean, we've seen it with Jamar Chase, on and on and on. Why do you think that is, that guys like you and these guys are coming in, they're going through the draft process, and they're just ready to roll out of the right. gate? Well, I think it's credit to all those who came before us. You know, the Julio Jones, the you know the the, the Randy Mosses, and the and the. Um the uh, Odell Beckhams who've kind of inspired you know the younger yeah. the younger generations to, to go get it and that you know it, it's possible to, to, to go ha- in the league and have that success right now and I think you know when you have those models in the league and especially the league becoming more of a you know a pass friendly league and you know um, all the highlights that you see on, on, on social media it kind of inspires you and, and, and to, to, to work on your craft and to work on the art that it is so um, I, I, w- I would credit it to the guys that came before us Now I mean you talked about like in terms of you know you want your catch rate to be this guy that you, you try to pattern your game after a bunch of different guys, but just as a kid growing up, who was your favorite wide receiver? Like, who was, who was the guy that you had the poster on in your, in your kids' in your room, you know? <laughs> well, I was a big fan of Devin Hester. You know, he was sure. more, more known of a, a, as a punt return specialist and a kick return specialist, but he was a wide receiver. I, I tried to model my game after him, and that's why I, I like running with the after the catch so much because yeah. that's yeah. kind of like reminds me of, you know, the clips I used to watch of him. So I would say him. Um, you know he, he uh, he's he, a legend he, he was yeah. a legend and, yeah. and he just gone to the hall of fame which i was so excited to see i think he should have been in there a long long time ago but it was awesome you and michael Penix, special connection and i think what some people missed was everybody saw it this year because you guys were in the national title right. game but the year before that 
It was the same thing. You yeah. guys were firing all cylinders. What is that connection like? And now that both of you are going to be going into the league at the same time, it's awesome. It's awesome, and it's, it was it was an incredible journey to be able to build that up. And you know, um, especially you know us coming together. I mean, we were four and eight. He was coming off of like injuries and stuff. Right. So you know, for us to come together, we were just hungry and we were ready to grind. And I think that created an attitude um, within the facility and uh, around all of us that we were ready to go get it and uh, created a, a starvation mindset that you know it was it was us against everybody. And and to build that connection with him, you know, coming coming out of the mud. Like, like that it was it was special and going into the draft together i'm super happy for him um you know super super excited to see what so we'll both land and um super excited to see what will happen in the future maybe one day you know he'll be he'll be passing me pass me the rock once again so selfish question for me so i have an 18 year old son he's a freshman at alabama okay and i'm like wait you go to alabama and saban retires what are you doing but now all of a sudden gets a brand new coach right what what does my son and all the alabama fans have to look forward to in coach oh man they got a lot to look forward to uh, you know coach DeBoer and and the way you know his, his staff operates it's it's second to none and you know his camaraderie his ability to get to get the team going you know his, his mind regarding schemes and and uh, making sure everything off the field is taken care of as well it's it's amazing and i'm super grateful i was super grateful to have him at washington and be under his staff and learn so much from him you know it, he's just a, a great football coach but more than anything he's just a great man give me one thing he, he taught you one thing specific that you remember that um i would say i would say the the connections i mean and the the networking that he has like when he came to washington it was like he picked he picked you know a bunch of different pieces to create the staff who was so amazing and and the connections that they already had like when they entered the building is like they almost had a, a chemistry already so i think the way that he treats people you know and the way that um uh, he goes about about his business. It's very respectful and very genuine. And I think you know the people that get to interact with him and go along this journey with him um, uh, c- connect with that. So you're here with Sharpie today. Shout out to them. Yeah, very nice setting us up there. right away. What do you got going on with them today? Yeah, so they got me out here. I'm super excited. I'm partnering with them. They got this new S gel pen, and you know they're partnering with partnering with me just you know through my through my rookie year just when I sign my contract I'll, I'll be signing it with Sharpie um, and it's super exciting you know that I like to, to to take notes on, on the game and to have a, a pen like this and to have you know Sharpie Sharpies at hand to be able to have no smear no smudge no bleed on my paper like it makes everything crisp makes everything um, exactly how I want it to be and I'm I'm, a, I'm kind of a OCD about all those things so Sharpie provides all the things I need with the talent you have everybody's going to want an autograph with one of those Sharpies from you Roma Dune one of the best prospects in this year's NFL draft. Thanks so much for stopping by, of man. Course, we appreciate man. having me. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. Ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. 
go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour set, Jay Croucher, Matthew Berry. And if you remember at the beginning of this year, the Rotor World Fantasy Football Magazine came out and on its cover, Tony Pollard, who joins us now, the cover guy for us on our fantasy football season. Thanks for uh, coming by the show. It's You're coming off, Tony, you're coming off your first season as the lead running back. Of course, so many years you and Zeke were a one-two punch in Dallas. But mm-hmm. how are you feeling after a year with such a heavy workload? Um, I mean, physically, I'm feeling fine. Uh, I'm feeling good. Um, I feel like I had a pretty good year, especially for me coming off of you know, a broken leg, torn ligaments in my ankle. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good right now, though. Yep. I think that kind of gets swept under the rug a bit, the fact that you did have such a major injury. I think people didn't pay as much attention to it because, you know, it was the last game of the season for uh-huh. you guys. But, like, how is your health and how did it kind of progress the recovery throughout the year? Um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a tough injury. Um, treatment, rehab, you know, that was a process just, just fighting through, just talking myself into it and, and, you know, just getting my head back into the game. And uh, I would say probably like midway through the season is when I felt like I was just all the way back, probably the Carolina game against the Panthers. But, yeah, after that point, I felt like I was good to go. There you go. You are a free agent this year. I'm just curious as you head into free agency. Listen, we all want as much money as we can make, right? No one's one's different there. But other than the financial aspect of it, is there anything you're looking for? Do you hope to come back to Dallas? Are you looking for scheme fit in terms of how you're playing, offensive line, coach, culture? Um, What's important to you as you head into free agency? uh, A little bit of everything, what you said. Um, um, The fit, the scheme. Um, just, just somewhere I feel like I'm, you know, uh, I would say, yeah, you could say a little bit of everything you said, yeah. like a combination. How, they, how they're going to utilize you, how, uh-huh. you know, will, they, will the coach make the best use of your skill set and everything like that? And obviously, you want a team that's got a good line. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, talking about your skill set, Tony, uh, I think for me, the most memorable game you've had, it was uh, a couple seasons ago against Minnesota where I think you beat those guys 40-3, to three, and you just went off as a receiver. And it was like you were playing a different sport. Is that something that, you know, you'd like to emphasize going forward, being used, you know, more, uh, you know, as a receiver out of the backfield? Uh, yeah, you know, just, just being able to have a ball in space, you know, just not having to be in, in such tight crowds and, you know, with not much room to work with. So, you know, just having those chances where I get, to get the ball in space and just make a play and make a guy miss, um, you know, it, it usually turns out good. It did feel like this year they didn't use you that. I mean, now, obviously, because they're using you between the tackles so much, which is which is what often happened with Zeke last year, and so then they could get you, you know, in motion and use you in a d- bunch of different ways. But do you think that was a conscious thing, or just the way the game sort of played out, or Dak wasn't looking for you as much as a pla- in the in the passing game because you're touching the ball so much between the tackles? Um, I would say I, I think that's just the way things played out, um, and. Um, with, with different coaches, different schemes, you know, with Kellen leaving and McCarthy taking over the, um, the play calling responsibility. So just a little bit of all of that. Yep. Um, so mentioned Dak there. So Dak had an awesome season. You know, he's uh, in the mix for MVP. What did you notice about him just changing over the past few years? Um, I mean, honestly, he's been the same player since I've, since I've known him, since I came into the league and met him. Um, you know, he's, he's been the same type of guy. You know, he's the type of guy that you want 
you want around your franchise. You know, he's the type of guy that's going to lead by example and, and do things the right way. Um, you know, just his leadership that he displays um, on and off the field and just, you know, I would say just him leading, but what makes it so big is he's not a just a vocal leader. Like, he leads by example. So he'll get out there and do the things that he's telling you or that he wants you to get better at. Like, he'll get out there with you and do it. So just having a guy like that, that's somebody you want around. Tony, you're famously obviously from Memphis, Tennessee. Your family has a barbecue restaurant in Memphis. What's your go-to barbecue meal? And also, like, if I go to this restaurant, is it all Tony Pollard jerseys and pictures or no? <laughs> like, can I order the Tony Pollard? Is there a meal on the menu? Talk to me about your family's restaurant. Um, my go-to, I would probably get a slab, slab of ribs, yeah. some dry rub. Uh, I would get some baked beans on yeah. the side, get, like, a slice of bread to go with it. And I probably may get, like, smoked sausage or something with um, coleslaw and barbecue sauce. Yep. No. Okay. No, I love it. Uh, so, speaking of Memphis, uh, Memphis is a bit of a running back factory. Some great guys have come out of there, like uh, D'Angelo Williams, Daryl Henderson, Antonio Gibson. Um, do you stay in touch with those guys? And is there anything about just being from Memphis uh, that, that uh, produces running backs? Um, yeah, I mean, we had a, a great bond when we were there at Memphis. All the, all the running backs that I played at Memphis with, you know, all in the league. So, it was me, Daryl Henderson, you got Patrick Taylor. Yep. You got Kenneth Gainwell. Um, yeah. That's five of us. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that's crazy. And Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, exactly. Antonio Gibson. Yep. Antonio exactly. Gibson. Can't yep. forget. Well, listen, I can't forget Antonio Gibson. So, I, um, as much as I admire your playing ability, I am a diehard Washington Commanders <laughs> fan. So, I've cursed your name many times as you've uh, ripped us up. I'm curious... What am I getting in Dan Quinn as a head coach? I know he's the defensive coordinator, but you had to go against that defense in practice every single day. What am I getting in Dan Quinn? I would say expect a completely different team. Um, Dan Quinn is, a, is the definition of a player's, a player's coach. Um, that's one guy who I know for sure knows how to get the most out of his players, and, and he makes them want to play for him. So when you have somebody like that leading the way, you know, the team is only going to follow behind that. So I would just say expect a, a completely different team in, in a positive way. That That's the reputation. It's just like, you know, players love playing for mm -hmm. him, that he's just he connects really well with players. And Definitely. so it, it felt like in Washington. Tell me if this it felt like this to you when you were out there playing against them. Um, it felt like from a fan point that they just sort of checked out, that for whatever reason that maybe Rivera had lost the, the locker room or whatever, but it just it felt like the team had kind of checked out. Did you get? Do you get a sense of that when you're when you're out there against them? Um, maybe for other teams, right. but like when teams play the Cowboys, yeah, they they, 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 that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Everyone wants to bring their A game against Dallas. Yeah. Uh, last one from me, Tony, uh, and then we'll uh, ask you about ascent protein. But Super Bowl on Sunday, obviously, you played the Niners earlier this year. You played them last year as well. Um, do you have a pick for the game? How do you think it's going to unfold? It's going to be a good game for sure. Um, I can't go against Mahomes. Okay. A lot of people say that. <laughs> yeah. He he is going against Mahomes. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not either. No. I'm not either. I'm just, yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't get it. I don't it. like the odds of that. Okay. So Tony, tell us uh, you're here thanks to our friends at Ascent. Tell us about this and, and your partnership with them. Yeah, um, I teamed up with Ascent um, spring twenty twenty three and um, you know they have a lot of different protein powders. Um, they have post workout protein. They have pre-workout proteins. They have plant-based proteins, um, post-workout protein powders. 
And, um, you know, they have a lot of different flavors, different choices to pick from. And, you know, it's just, just mix it with milk or water, either one, whichever one you want. And um, it's pretty simple. Do you have and, a favorite flavor? My favorite post-workout flavor would be chocolate and the vanilla, vanilla bean. Okay. okay? And the pre-workout would be the strawberry lemonade. Interesting that you have such uh, different choices yeah. uh, in terms of flavors for a pre and post. Yeah, I like it. Appreciate it. Well, listen, Tony, we're looking forward to seeing where you land next year, obviously. And you've been a superstar in the world, not only of NFL, but also fantasy football. So thank you for all the touchdowns, all the yards, all the receptions. <laughs> Continued success to you, my friend. Yes, Thanks, sir. Tony. I appreciate it. Jay Croucher, Matthew Berry here at the Happy Hour Desk with fantasy superstar Dalton Kincaid. They always say don't draft a rookie tight end. This year people did, and it paid off for them not only fantasy football, obviously, for the Buffalo Bills. First off, welcome. Congratulations on a great season. Um, I don't think people realize this. You didn't play competitive football until you were a senior in high school, and a yep. guy had to talk you into joining the team. You were a big basketball player, yep. obviously. Um, are you still in touch with that friend that talked you into playing football? Like, is he like, dude, you got to hook me up. Like, I, I should get a little piece of this. Yeah, it was more really a collective effort because, uh, you know, I had gone there to really just play basketball and, you know, have a good senior year. And it being a smaller school, uh, everyone really played multiple sports. So football was kind of just fell into it uh grew up playing you know flag football a little bit but uh friday night lights was a a little bit more enticing than i thought it'd be okay it, it is kind of crazy though from not playing till your senior of high school to then first round nfl draft pick whatever five years later is yep. kind of unbelievable yes gives me hope that i may still make the nfl <laughs> Maybe. Uh, as well uh in fact uh are you the best basketball player on the bills uh i would support that statement okay, yeah right. i would yeah. some people think that they are but uh you know i would take myself against anybody okay well we'll ask you more football stuff but the the really the key question here is you noticed before we started recording that i'm australian okay. and uh and apparently you had an encounter with a kangaroo uh yeah not a, a friendly one by any means uh, yeah they're animals they're awful yeah Why? yeah they're no good yeah. yeah i discovered that they're actually pests uh <laughs> so i was had a traumatic experience as a kid where I was beat up by a kangaroo. Uh, how, how old are you? Let's set the scene here. You're how old at this stage? Uh, 11, 12 okay. maybe. 11 years old, 11, 12. Your parents take you to a dangerous kangaroo. <laughs> it was actually a very friendly zoo, and they had a portion of it where it was like a, a feeding area. Yeah. And they give you Cheerios, so I had ran out of Cheerios and ultimately kind of taunted the kangaroo. Right. Uh, and kangaroo just kicked me down and just started just starting the beat down <laughs> and what happens at that point like do your parents come get you or their zoo people like do you fight him off uh you know for me it was it was all a blur but i can imagine from their perspective ultimately turn around and kind of laughing at first and then realizing like oh we gotta we gotta help save this kid yeah unbelievable if if we got our friends at uh at png and i know you're here promoting the png battle of the paddles but I wonder if P&G, if we could go find that kangaroo and say, hey, we want a rematch now. Oh, you know, because yeah. I think you could take, he's older, you're bigger. Like, I think you could take that kangaroo now. You know, I've, I've had this thought and conversation, uh, <laughs> you know, it would be more embarrassing if I lost the fight now if it was a fist <laughs> this fight. This is true. So it's like, do I get a weapon? What, like, how do I get to approach this fight? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's well, fair. That's that. You definitely have more to lose than the kangaroo absolutely. if we did have a rematch. Yeah. But I, I just I think there would be a lot of interest in it. I'm seems just saying. Like, seems like you have a really broad portfolio of opponents. Be it uh, Legarius <laughs> yeah. Sneed, um, kangaroos in Australia when you're a child. People don't realize. Like people think that in Australia, kangaroos are just everywhere. Nice cuddly creatures. They are. They are people of violence. Yeah. Um, kangaroos. So, they are pests, uh, I believe. Yes, yeah. yeah. They are. They are everywhere though. Jay had to ride one to school. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Let's let's actually talk football here for a second as well for the longest time uh, it took tight ends a while to get acclimated into an offense you know and so as we talk about fantasy football we're like you know literally like the only tight ends that had ever finished top 10 as a rookie Evan Ingram his rookie year when there was everyone else on the Giants got hurt he was literally the only guy to throw to and Gronk who just caught a bunch of touchdowns obviously from Brady and then you and Sam Laporta come along have monster years Talk to me about being integrated into the offense and how you're able to pick it up so quickly and become a big part of what the Bills are doing. Uh, I think that was the first thing was learning the offense um, and then just kind of having the confidence and trust from you know the top down from the coach to the quarterback, position coach, uh, and even just you know receivers out there and just knowing you know you know what to do and that you're kind of confident in being able to do that and then just experience you know being out there and. Having game time experience helps slow things down, um, but you know Sam had a fantastic year, and it's cool because you know we're texting each other back and forth periodically throughout the year, you know, just rooting each other on. Uh, but did you guys become friends through the pre-draft process? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you know you guys were the top two tight ends off the board, and so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and he's an even better guy off the field than he is on the field, and that's hard to say with the numbers yeah. he put up this year. So <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool just to see the success, and you root for other tight ends throughout the league um, just kind of talking to people and tight end you has kind of created yeah. that bond it's like an unspoken bond between the position group so uh, it's awesome you know going up to guys before games after games just basically saying what's up and just introducing each other yep so we've got two uh, legendary tight ends in the Super Bowl uh, on Sunday obviously and George Kittle and Travis Kelsey did you model your game after kind of elements of either of them or other tight ends in the league uh, you try to I mean those are two of the best to do it in two completely different you know situations uh kelsey's fantastic you know catching the ball and just kind of always seems to be open and george is just plays with passion and intensity like no other and has success so uh you try to model your game after them but there's just so unique in what they do it's it's hard to do that I want to ask you about the offense because Ken Dorsey started as the offense coordinator. He leaves the team midway through. Joe Brady becomes the uh, interim offense coordinator. It's now been announced he is returning full-time. What changed in the offense when you guys went from Ken to Joe? What did you notice there? Uh, Joe's message was just uh, to do simple better. Um, so I think really just simplifying our game plan and just going in with you know what we felt really confident in and uh, – I think that was kind of the biggest thing was just, you know, everyone had an idea of what we were doing going into it. And, uh, you know, it was super sad to see Dorsey go uh, because you don't wish that upon anybody. But yeah, of course. Um, super happy for him and the position he's in now uh, with the Browns. But um, have all the confidence in Joe and very excited for him to be our OC going forward. Has he talked to you at all, um, him or Coach McDermott or your position coach, in terms of what they expect from you in year two? Uh, yeah, a little bit with our exit interviews. Um, just, you know, what, what they want to see more of uh, and what to work on in the offseason. 
Okay. Want to give us any detail on that, or, <laughs> or you got We got Or is that trade secret? Uh, we we can leave it as a secret for <laughs> now, but. Uh, there, yeah. There's some obvious things I feel like that you could just see if you watch film, but uh, yeah, just very excited to kind of attack the off season and, and get better. Yep. So really interested to know what it's like playing with Josh Allen when he gets out of structure. Was that kind of a, a difficult learning curve? Just when Josh, when the pocket collapses, when Josh is on the move, and you have to find the soft spots in the zone. It is because you know you're you're taught you know run to the sideline, be friendly, but Josh. <laughs> You never know what, what's going to happen with him, and that's what makes him so good. So um, I think as the season went on and we had more of those game-like situations, I kind of had a better feel for it and uh, what he wanted to see. So um, it's fun. you know. It's, I, I think he's the best quarterback in the league and uh, what he does and how he changes the game. Uh, so it's, it's awesome to play with him. I have, I have one quick question, then we want to talk to you about what you're doing here for P&G. But very quickly... Uh, Chiefs or Niners? You guys lost a tough one to the Chiefs. You've, you know them well. Curious what you think what happens on Sunday. You know, I got to root for the team that sent us out, yep. uh, respectively. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I wouldn't say rooting, but, you know, that's my prediction. Okay. Uh, but I think the last place, I, I said 27-24 is my prediction. So okay. we'll see. I like that. I like that. Uh, and absolutely, like if you're going to lose, at least lose to the Super Bowl champions, right? Yeah. As well. Hey, you're here uh, thanks to our friends at PNG. You are participating in the PNG Battle of the Paddles, the second annual one. Talk to me about what you're doing here and doing with the Battle of the Paddles. And is there anyone you're hoping to compete against? Uh, I actually just got kind of introduced to who's in the tournament. But yeah, PNG had sent me out here. It's the second annual table tennis tournament. Uh, last year they had it. And. Uh, the reigning champ is also competing, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but Will Levis and uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is a BYU guy, yeah. so there's that BYU-Utah feud. And uh, Will Levis is just a, another fellow rookie in it, so I'm looking to compete against them. But uh, you can tune in on Overtime Seasons YouTube. Uh, it'll be live uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And also, you can receive $10 off by spending $50 or more on P&G products like Bounty, Charmin, Swiffer, and Tide at Lowe's.com. Uh, but it'll be a, a fun tournament tonight. Uh, my competitive nature will probably kick in a little more than it should. So uh, we'll see how uh, it ultimately ends. Well, we wish you luck in the Battle of the Paddles, and we also wish you luck with the Bills next season. You had a great rookie season, and we're looking forward to seeing more. Thanks so much for stopping by. Appreciate nice it. Thank you, guys. Here at the Happy Hour Desk with Lawrence Jackson, I'm Matthew Berry, and we are joined by fantasy football royalty, Chicago Bears wide receiver DJ Moore, one of the best in the game at what he does. Last year, 96 receptions, over 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns. Just an unbelievable year. DJ, thanks for stopping by. Hey, thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be here, uh, here with Mountain Dew. So uh, they're supporting the new Baja Blast. Yeah, talk to uh, us about what's Super going Bowl on. Super Bowl commercial that's coming. So I'm looking forward to it. So, right, you are, you are here with uh, the Mountain Dew Baja Blast. And uh, there's going to be a big commercial that we can look forward to? Yeah, on Sunday. So uh, during the Super Bowl, I'm looking forward to, to it. Uh, I know everybody is. I'm, I'm glad that Baja Blast is year-round now. and You can get it anywhere at any time. So uh, all the football fans, go get it. There you uh, go. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I remember saying this on air. When, the, when, the, when it was announced that you were going to Chicago, mm-hmm. I said, 
Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback that DJ Moore has ever played with in his career, and yeah. I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah. Um, I think the numbers bear that out as well. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the thing that was always amazing about you in Carolina was it didn't matter who was throwing you the ball. You were always productive. You always found a way to get open. But talk to me about how you're able to transition so quickly to Chicago and find that connection with Justin. Uh, football IQ and then uh, just having the knowledge that uh, I got to restart over with Justin, uh, get on the same page with him as fast as possible and uh, learning a new system. Uh, just asking a lot of questions and a lot of reps. Uh, say if we had a bad rep, we would talk about it and then go out there and do it again. So it was just a lot of repetition and just trust at the beginning and then trust became, okay, I can uh, count on him to do it and when it came down to it, uh, he just threw up the ball and uh, I had to make a play for him. Yeah, and, and y'all, chemistry is clear. You started off the season great with him. He missed a few games, four mm -hmm. or five games, and the, the production went down a little bit. Soon as he came back, y'all <laughs> was right back at it. Yeah. So tell me, uh, Whitfield as your quarterback, tell me what are some of his biggest strengths just as a quarterback? Uh, his ability to, to adapt in certain situations. You know, he, he, he had the injuries, then he came back. I know he uh, looked over his game and had to had to dial some things back, like the running, and uh, just wanted to be a better passer. So he went out there and did that, showed that he could do it, and uh, he grew over the year uh, after he got hurt. So I'm proud of him. That's what's up. I'm gonna uh, let's say I wave a magic wand. Mm -hmm. I make you the general manager of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. What are you guys doing at one? Uh, I want to say we we keep we, we keep in Justin. Uh, okay. You know, he finished off the year strong. Uh, I know we lost to Green Bay, but in that game, he he was doing his thing and it was everything to ask of him. And uh, as you can see throughout the year, that he grew and, uh, as a passer, and uh, re his reads was getting better. And uh, you know, in the snow game, he was putting the ball right on the money. So what's not to love about uh, him and his growth right now? Yeah. So you so you said it. You keep Justin Fields. Let's say you keep him now. Now you guys got mm -hmm. picks to play with in the draft, top picks, right? Um, there's a lot of good receivers in this yeah. upcoming draft, and they, the, the possibility of them pairing one of them with you. So um, out of Malik Neighbors, Marvin mm -hmm. Harrison Jr., Rome Madunze, some of them guys, which one of them would you like to see? Yeah. yeah. Which one of them would you like to be paired up with, if possible? Uh We'll go to hometown favorite. We're going to go with Marvin. So uh, okay. we grew up together. I watched Scary him grow. Scary duo. Yeah, so I watched <laughs> him, duo right see him see him do what he did at Ohio State and just still growing. And uh, it'll be, be unique. But any of them guys, you know, they was playmakers for their school. So right. just to carry, they go out, they got to carry that into the league and just keep doing them. DJ, uh, obviously a year transition for Chicago. Luke Getze moving on. He's he's now here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you do have the number. The, the Bears do have the number one overall pick, and so there's a lot of con uh, a lot of conversation about what Chicago will do with that pick. Any sense from like in your exit interview or talking with uh, you know the the front office at the at the Bears head coaches, anything like that, in terms of what they're looking for from this offense next year? Uh, just and to be your role more, specifically more, more efficient, you know, and be explosive in closeout games. That's the three things. Uh, that I would say that I said in my exit interview. So just for that, to just to come to fruition, we would have probably won like four more games and right. been uh, been been talking about a different record. You know, we would have been what well, we were seven and ten, so we would have been eleven and something. So that that's better than seven to ten uh, if we just close out a few more of those games. Yeah, right, right. So now DJ, obviously we out here in Vegas for the Super Bowl. We got the 49ers and the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Y'all played against the Chiefs early in the season um what was tough about playing against that particular defense I, like 
they're a top defense mm-hmm. in the league, but people like tend to forget that. Yeah, they was they got a crazy defense. They got a crazy blitz package, uh, blitz package, and then their coverage on the back end, like with Snead and McDuffie and yeah. all those guys. They they really they really hone in on game day and uh, go out there and put some work in. Especially Snead, he went out there and did his thing. So it was, it was a tough battle. Yeah. You got a pick for Sunday? I do have a pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with the 49ers only because of Christian. Okay. Uh, Christian, I seen him work so hard to get to where he's at right now. So. Seeing them come from Carolina and making it to the Super Bowl is amazing. Showing love to the team. I I get that as well. So I am a diehard, lifelong Washington Commanders fan. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I just want to apologize. (laughs) I just want to apologize, DJ Moore, because that Thursday night game, I was like, "Damn it, DJ Moore! (laughs) Damn it, DJ Moore! Will somebody please guard DJ Moore?" You know, uh, I believe. What do you have? 230 yards and three touchdowns, completely torching us as well. I was screaming like. (laughs) You would think Ron Rivera would know, of all people, what DJ Moore can do. Can he guard this guy? Yeah. Talk to me about that game because national stage, and you just lit us up. That game was just amazing. Uh, I think the stars aligned that game. Uh, everything was just connected. Me, Justin, the offense, the line, the running backs, everybody was just going crazy. And uh, once they seen that I had a hot hand, they just let the, they gave me the keys and just – we just went off from there. I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for that game because I had you in a couple of them fantasy oh, lineups. So I was like, run it up, run it up. <laughs> I, was def- I was definitely cursing your name, but in a good way because I was just like, good Lord, why can't we guard this guy? All right, hey, DJ, so we're in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. So um, if you were, uh, if you, were you know, got to keep your wolf pack together. If you were coming to Vegas, who, what, what teammate are you like, hey, Let's go to Vegas. We're gonna roll through the town. What what uh, what teammate are you bringing to Vegas, and what teammate are you leaving behind? Uh, I'm bringing Bayless Jones. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just an energetic guy, so I know it won't be a dull moment moment with him uh, out here. And then I'm leaving behind Tyler Scott because he's young. So yeah, he don't know. I, I don't know if he. That's knows. what Kendrick Bourne yeah. said yesterday. He said he'll leave Tyquan Thorn back because he's the young guy. Yeah. He, he want him to focus. Yeah, he got to focus in. Uh, he could he can enjoy the off season, but right now, no, you can't do it out here in Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, exactly. And right, just help me out here. This this is for another part of the show. But like, when you're out in Vegas mm-hmm. with your boys, right? You don't leave anyone behind, right? You got to stick together. You can't bail on your guys yeah, somewhere. You, you can't you can't leave them. You can't leave somebody <laughs> out to dry out here. You know, anything could happen. They could wind up just on the side of the street, yeah, just passed out. So you just gotta keep them all together the, the kind of people that would leave somebody behind in a night in vegas is there a Uh-oh. word that you could use for that Uh-oh. uh selfish selfish yeah. i like that dj moore i like that <laughs> you are not selfish you uh you spread yards receptions and touchdowns to fantasy managers bears fans and justin fields many many times over we're huge fans of you my friend thank you so much thank you to mountain dew for making you available to us continued success to you my friend thank you appreciate you on the fantasy football happy hour set with lawrence jackson i'm matthew barry and we are joined by we often say we're joined by a hall of famer but in this case (laughs) we are actually joined by a pro football hall of famer t.o one of the all-time greats of all time Top three in the NFL in terms of receiving yards and touchdowns of all time. Of all time. Appreciate it. One of the truly, truly great wide receivers in NFL history. Thank you for joining us. And you're here. Thanks to our friends at M&M's. What are you doing with them? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. You guys haven't seen the commercial yet? Not yet. Man, Tell me I mean, about this. I had a blast. Uh, shot it in New York with uh, Dan, fellow Hall of Famer, yep. uh, Dan Marino, and Bruce Smith. 
And uh, yeah, man. So obviously, it's a it's like a good and a bad thing. It's kind of like a backhanded compliment in, right. a, in a way that we almost were champions. You know what I mean? So uh, making these, uh, they gave us these championship rings made out of peanut butter M&Ms. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know. What better comfort food you can have than some chocolate? So got yeah. a chance to, to work with those guys and the lovely Scarlett Johansson. We've been keeping it under wraps for so, for so long, and I heard they revealed the commercial, uh, I think, this morning. Right, uh, right. So, yeah, so it's been, been, been a pleasure. That's, that, that's pretty cool, and maybe you can give some advice to Lawrence. Lawrence, also an almost <laughs> champion. He finished last in our league this year. Oh, last? Oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. I, I had some injuries, though. I had a lot of injuries going uh, on uh, on okay. my team. Okay, so they, what happened? He, he he's gonna lead that part out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, all right. Well, well we can give you some comfort food, but yeah, hey, I, I, give you some of these it. M&Ms. I, I take and for it. people that's watching and listening, if you want to see the full commercial, go to MMs.com. And if you're here in Vegas, go check out the, the M&M big store over there. It's, it is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I, I've gone there, I've gone with it with my kids. It's uh it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Just a warning, if you go there with your kids, it's gonna take you a while to get out. I'm just saying. <laughs> and they're gonna be pretty amped up if they yes, get to hold that chocolate, I'm sure. Uh, yes, they are. All right, so obviously, listen, you played with the 49ers for a long time, eight, eight seasons, I believe. Yep. You're a 49ers legend. You're rocking the gear. What are we expecting on Sunday? What are the key? What does San Francisco need to do to beat Kansas City? Um, I think the same thing that they did to, to beat the Detroit Lions, being down uh, the deficit that they were. Um, obviously, when you get in a situation, I think, with Brock Purdy, him being at the helm, um, hopefully it's a different result with him playing for four quarters. Um, you saw at the end of the game and at – key moments in the game it was fight or flight you have to take what the defense gives you and I know there's been this discussion about is he an elite quarterback this and that and the other yeah. he's shown that he can play at a high level right. um, he's shown at different times that you can stay in the pocket and pass and do what you need to do but when the defense gives you something you take it yeah. and so um, I'm, I'm extremely happy for the guy uh, to be called Mr. Relevant to now relevant. Yes. I mean, what more can you say about what he's done? But this this whole notion about he's not an elite quarterback, he's playing elite enough to uh-huh. be playing in this playing in the Super yeah, Bowl game yeah. this Sunday. Yeah, it, yeah. it really is kind of a movie, right? Last <laughs> pick in the draft and two years later you're starting the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, unfortunate thing last year. Um, but again, like I said, not a lot of people are fortunate to get back and Very here true. he is right at the doorsteps of uh, winning a championship. So I'm, I'm super happy. I'm super happy for the organization. Um, this sixth champion, uh, championship trophy has been elusive for yeah, a number of yeah, years. Definitely. And I think what what's key uh, for the 49ers is that we all know the defense have, hasn't played well uh-huh. these last two games, and this is what they need to do best this time around because there is no tomorrow. Yeah, and, and on that offense, T.O., um, they got two of the top receivers in Debo mm-hmm. and Brandon Ayuk on that side. But just overall in the league as a whole, who's a few wide receivers that stand out to you like is the top-tier elite guys coming from a top-three all-time receiver like yourself? Who is in that top tier today? Because um, we I got mean, new guys that, like yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown, he right. had a great season. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we had him on our podcast, Get Your Popcorn Ready, before the season started. Um, really didn't know much about the guy. Uh, got to meet his dad, understand uh, who he was, how he got to be the receiver who he was. He talked about his brother. Yeah. Um, again, you think about what he did for and what he's doing for that organization. The Detroit yeah. Lions, definitely, they, right, they, right, they right. could have been yeah. here right now yeah. uh, today. We're talking about them um, just with his play alone. Uh, but if you think about the receivers, Today I like the I like the Devonte Adams. Yeah. Um, some I mean a lot of people talk about Metcalf, 
Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, similar body types. Um, yes. You got to think about the J J Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, those guys like that. For me, it's just the consistency. Uh, Tyreek Hill had a hell of a year. Um, and you got to you got to be healthy enough to put yes. up the numbers uh, that these guys has amassed. Do players? Uh, I would think just because you're such an iconic wide receiver, you're. You do, do do the and, and you know you you haven't been out of the league that long. Do do the kids come to you? Do, do wide receivers come out to you and say, "Tio, I need some advice. Can I help? Can you help me out?" Do, you know. You would think that they do. Some do. Some don't. Um, and again, so I I get it. Um, any of the guys that I've run across, uh, especially DK Metcalf, throughout the course of uh, the years that he's been in. We text. I'll, I'll I'll shoot him some pointers if I see something going on or some ways to improve his game. Yeah. Um, but these guys, you know, they they want to kind of guess find their way, uh, find their path uh, the best that they can. Um, like I said, I feel like I, I'm relatable uh, in a number of ways. Um, started out from a small school, made right. it big time. Yep. And like I said, I'm always um, accessible um, whenever these guys uh, need me, if be. See, that's if I'd had your number a while ago, I'd have been in the NFL. That's the issue. I just I didn't have To's number. Speaking of your school, shout out to UT Chattanooga. Right yeah, that too. Yeah, UT Chattanooga. Yes, sir. To, one of your most famous quotes, of course, is "That's my quarterback." The yeah. you know, famous press conference. One of the all-time great football moments. There, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes out of it, and I'm taking Brock Purdy out of it. Okay. okay? So, <laughs> if if I said you have to stand up at a podium and say that again, that's my quarterback. Give me three guys in the NFL that aren't playing on Sunday that you'd say that about, that you'd want to be your quarterback if you were playing today. Uh, like that, that they're not playing in the Super Bowl, the they're current quarterbacks? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the current yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL. But I, but I, I know you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the homer out of it with Brock Purdy and Mahomes, of course, as well. So I'm taking those two guys out of it. Uh, uh, probably Jared Goff. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he's a guy like I, I've watched his career. It didn't end well. Uh, with the Rams, uh, like I said, they made that swap. Uh, and I, I understand, like I said, being in that position and not being able to produce for a city. Um, and, again, like I said, he, he's done wonders. And if you think about the guys that are playing or played in the AFC Championships, those four, four quarterbacks, and you're only going to go as far as your quarterback takes you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the quarterbacks that played in these championship games, um, it's very, rare, very, very indicative of mm -hmm. their play. Um, look at Lamar, Lamar Jackson. They didn't go as far as they needed him to do because of some of the things that I think he didn't do. Mm -hmm. um, I think he played into the the hype of him not being a For pocket sure. passer. Yeah. He stayed yeah. in the pocket yeah. a little bit too long. Uh -huh. um, but again, obviously Jared Goff is one of those guys. Uh, maybe a Joe Burrows. Sure, um, uh, he I like him. He, he he's yeah. a winner. Um, and who else? I'm gonna give a shout out to my guy Russell Wilson. All right, uh, Russell yeah. Wilson. I think yeah. he's uh, he's gotten gotten a raw deal. Uh, there with the Denver Broncos, and I, I admire his professionalism, uh, the way that he's kind of just stuck to his faith, and he'll land on his feet somewhere if it's not, you know, going to continue there with Dem with the Denver Broncos. For yeah. sure, for right, sure, so, he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Matthew brought up the quote, "That's my quarterback." So we we gonna get back to that. We are gonna have a little fun right now, right? All right? So you got that quote, "That's my quarterback." Then you got, "I love me some me." Then you got, "Get your popcorn ready." Your popcorn rank ready. them, rank them quotes. Cause the popcorn, everybody use that today still. Like if you see some some drama on social media, people gonna use that popcorn emoji app. Yeah. I say you get said. your popcorn ready. I love me some me. 
Oh, and I, you see how I put myself second? But yeah. I do love me some meat. <laughs> yeah. I should have brought. I, ha- I got my hoodie. I should have brought my hoodie out here because I got that on my on my on my one of my hoodies that I'm branding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to get that hoodie, go to my website right now. I'm shameless plug. Prototype, prototype eighty one dot com. Yeah. I got some new hoodies. I love me some meat. I got the white and the black. It's fire. Yeah, my boy gonna show. He he's got it over there. All um, right. So I was a. Get your popcorn ready. Number one. I love me some me. Number that's two. That's my quarterback. There you go. Get your pop. It's really amazing because get your popcorn ready, to your point, has become part of Throw popular culture. Like everyone, yeah. um, I don't think it's just associated with you now. Oh, there we go. Let's get yeah. the merch oh, out here. Let's see this. Yeah, this, is, this is that hoodie right here. I love me I some love me. me I some love me. me. That's me. <laughs> that's sweet. And the front right here. Yes, sir. There you go. All right, T.O., last question. I know uh, everyone wants to talk to you, so uh, they want to get after you, but I'm just curious. So we're a fantasy football show. Uh, when people come up, to, does that uh, happen in your life at all? Do people talk to you about when they had you in fantasy football? Do you what? play? Have you ever played any now? How often does it come up in your life Is this a PG show or not? Men and women. All right. Men and women. I've been yeah. their fantasies. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I've been their fantasies. But it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing that, I, I again, I've had so many people when I played, and I wasn't yeah. really, I wasn't really so consumed with fantasy football. Sure, well, why would obviously you be? we were on the emphasis, emphasis, uh, uh, embryonic stage uh, yeah. of that. So yeah. everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, I had you on my fantasy, but you won me so much money." Yeah, I should have brokered a deal with these guys <laughs> right. and right. got like 10, 20 percent or something. <laughs> right, 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 exactly, because I get that all the time. Man, it's like, man, you was a monster. Man, it's like, man, yeah. you won me so much money. And what's so crazy is that, honestly, if I was involved, like. I, I knew that were games. I knew, like, how many touchdowns I felt like I was going to score going into the week based on preparation, based uh-huh. on who I was going to be playing, this and that. I always had conversations riding to the stadium, either with my brother, my mom, or close friends, and they were like, man, how's, you looking? how's the game looking this week? I would either – within, like, one or two touchdowns, I'd be like, yeah, I'm probably going to score, like, maybe one touchdown, two <laughs> touchdowns, three touchdowns. Like, literally, just because of who yeah. I was, honestly, how I really just worked hard and I prepared myself – and like I said, I just knew just by the game plan that everything went according to plan and then understanding my playmaking ability. I know Cam and everybody was going on this game manager type thing, whatever. With a receiver, there's playmakers and there's game changers. And those can obviously, like yeah. I said, you, with those two type of players, the, the dynamics of those guys, you can, you, can, you can really change the game. And I felt like I was one of those. I was a playmaker. I started to be a playmaker. And then I started to realize my skill set that I became a game changer based on the quarterback and obviously when I got my hands on the ball. You love me some me. We love you, uh, some T.O. And I so love much. me some peanut butter M&M's. T.O., thanks so much, my Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. appreciate you guys, success to you. I enjoyed this. For From everybody. the Fantasy Football Happy Hour desk, Connor Rogers, Matthew Berry, with Fantasy Football legend, NFL legend, all-pro running back, and proud fantasy life investor. Had to have it. Austin Get it in Eckler. there. Let's Here go. he is, there number is. 30 on there the field, number one in your hearts. <laughs> um, well, you know what? One thing I should – let's start here, Austin. Um, I always say this, and this came up on the show, I'd be proud fantasy life investor, and Jane Connor would be like, we know he's a fantasy life investor. Are you sure he's proud? Maybe he's just contractually obligated. Yeah. Oh, well, can, well, can we use proud? I, I think you yes, got to give me the update. <laughs> yeah, we'll and then good. I'll tell you if we're I'm proud or not. All right? This fair is all enough. riding on his shoulders over yeah. here, so I'll let you know if I'm proud after he tells me how we're doing. All right. We doubled revenue. We doubled revenue. I'm very proud. Well. Good. Proud is there an understatement. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Austin, you have your own show, Eckler's Edge, and we know you got a lot of playing left in you, but is broadcasting in the cards after your career? <sighs> it's one of those things where I've started – 
to dabble in a little bit, right, yeah. and build my reputation. But is it? Is it? I don't know. I can't fully say yes yet because I feel like that's like me shifting my mind to right. like being retired, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I can't, I can't even. Yeah. I can't even fathom doing that yet. And so it's like, let me just get this football career like all the way through. Let me see it all the way through, and then uh, you know we'll start looking at those options when they come. But do you have fun with the streaming love and it. the podcast? Yeah, Absolutely we can tell like it. the energy yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. there for it. Yeah. yeah. And I've I've said this privately to you. I've said this on the air to you when we've talked to you before, but. I don't think I have ever seen a player smartly embrace fantasy football. Yeah. By the way, and not just fantasy football, but also gaming, because I know you have a big Twitch yep. channel. But, like, just different communities of fans. Yes. And not just not just slap your name on it or whatever, right. but truly engage. Be yeah. part of the community and yep. be one of us. I don't think I've ever seen that. And I think, you know, what's been amazing is that the community has resp- all the communities have responded yep. in a big way. Like, Austin, he's one of us. Yeah. And so here's the power of community is – well, here's, let me back up. There's two really, like, big opportunities in football, yeah. you know. One is going and playing, right, yeah. and building up your, you know, your compensation and all of that and having a great career. But then there's the other part, which is the fans that are also there along your entire journey with you. And they actually are rooting for the same thing that you're trying to go do. So there's a synergy that we have. And so it's not like I'm taking every moment of my day and trying to go and hang out with fans and things like that. But I am recognizing, like, I see you. I appreciate you, right? I'll do the fantasy show to give access. You guys yeah. can send in questions, things like that. And so it's a small part of my day that shows that I appreciate all the people that are supporting me, not only in football, but also in the fantasy side and the sports betting and all that, because it's become a new craze. Um, and just saying, I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. Thank you. And then people love it because they don't really get that from all, all of our other guys. And so I see it as an opportunity to get recognition, to show, hey, guys, like I, I do see you. I'm from a small town. So I take, I'll take any of the support I could possibly get, and I still have that small town kid that lives with me. How many fantasy teams are you able to manage during the season? I have a manager for my fantasy team. Okay, well, that helps so, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, really during season, it's like, you know, I could keep looking at these, but I'm not looking at every single player like, oh, yeah. I need to drop, I need to add. Right. Like that, that's overkill for me. So I have, yeah, Riley, shout out to Riley, who was managing my teams for me this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Austin, a lot's been made about uh, your future playing in terms of where you might go as you enter into free agency. I'm curious, listen, we all want to get paid, and you need to, you need to be paid. We won't get into the whole running backs are disrespected yeah. conversation here. But my question is, is outside of the money, what's most important to you as you look for next year? Is it coaching? Is it scheme fit? Is it offensive coordinator? You know, yes. is it offensive yes. line? All of that. All of Chance it. Chance to win. Culture. Yeah, Culture. all of it. All of it. Um, and I think even just learning from what we went through with the Chargers last year, I think I could, you know, bring back some actually valuable lessons that I'm looking forward to even helping that team work through with Jim now coming yep. in. Um, and so if it, if it was with the Chargers, like I'm not shutting any doors, um, would be open to absolutely coming back. I think that's going to be an, a new jump start for that team. Um, but it's it comes down to quality. You're talking about qualitative things and not yeah. necessarily quantitative. That's why you put the money aside. And it's, it's so important going into year eight um, that I'm looking at those things. And it, it really comes down to it, does it align, right? It's not is it there? Is it at a level? It's like, hey, are you? How are you going to use Austin? Or is he going to be a rotation third string guy? Like, yeah. like, I have to put myself in a position where I can make an impact and for my my mental, my mental, right? And because now I'm coming off of a year where oh, Austin had a down year, our whole team had a down year, you know. So that doesn't 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 define who I am as a player, right? It's definitely not a good thing going into free agency. You want to have your best year, yeah. uh, but it's what I have to deal with, and it's my reality right now. And so that's why I'm curious to see kind of how it plays out and how these teams kind of take on the idea of having Austin on their team. One thing that's oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, one thing that's interesting, though, is that we talked about this the other day, especially with Greg Roman being hired as the coordinator in, uh, in the Chargers. When Harbaugh was with the Niners in the pros, like 
he had the like the run heaviest offense yeah. in the NFL during that phrase. Roman, whether it was you know in Baltimore or Buffalo or with Harbaugh, you know he's always been very run heavy. So yeah. it's going to be a big part of what they're doing yeah. with the Chargers. They could use an Austin Eckler for well, sure. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a lot of running backs that are out there in the yeah, market, sure. and who fits that scheme best? That's the decision they're going to have to make. Yeah. You know, if if they're you can't you can't force a square peg into a round hole. It's, it goes back to that saying. Yeah. You know, you can't force it. And so if you have someone that maybe fits better to your scheme, and they're out there, they're probably going to go get that. You know, and that's where I, that's why the qualitative part comes back in. Where do I want to go? Is it, hey, we're going to be running downhill every single time? That's it's not my game. You know, yeah. I caught, well, two years ago, I caught 104, 107 passes. Sure. Last year, I forgot, they, we forgot we could throw me the ball. Or so, well, <laughs> yes. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and so it was like, it was almost forced in a way. And, and we saw what happened. And so it's like, I want to be in a place where, hey, I'm used to my strengths. Um, and if it's going to be running the ball, you know, every single time downhill, then it's, it's, probably, not, it's probably not where I'm going to be the best fit. Yeah, that makes sense. Being with the Chargers for so long, you know a thing or two about playing the Chiefs. What is something that, the general fan or public doesn't realize that it's so tough going against it. Everybody knows Mahomes. Everybody knows what they could do throwing the ball and running the ball. But what is something that maybe people miss, maybe with their defense? Mm, the linebackers are extremely athletic. Yeah, Willie Gay can fly. Extremely athletic. It's like I, I described it earlier as it's like a safety net before your safeties. Right. Like these guys can cover, they can run, they can hit, they're fast, right? They can fill holes, um, they can drop back in a zone and play zone. Like they are, they are extremely athletic. And so that is, I think, one of the one of the, the staples of their defense that maybe isn't talked about much because it's collective of them. Right. You know, and they, they took Drew from us, um, you know, last year, right? He's he's a great player. They have Bolton there who's you yeah. know, right in the middle there. That guy's, we call him, a, I call him a sawed-off shotgun. Dude, he really <laughs> is. He's like is. hammering a nail. Oh, my yeah. God. And he hits. Yeah. He hits. Um, and so I would say that if, if you're looking for something that, you know, to watch for the Chiefs and see something special that you might not be obvious, linebackers. Two great running backs in this game. Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs. Of course, Christian McCaffrey uh, for the 49ers. How do you see this one playing out on Sunday? You got a winner? You got a pick? I, I, don't, I don't really care who wins. I hope, <laughs> I hope they tie. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, for me, Super Bowl tie. For me, I'm like, look. I want all the guys to get through healthy and then also, right, have, have a good game. Right, have a good competitive game. Yeah. So you mentioned health, and you mentioned last year, not the kind of year you would hope to have, Austin. Yeah. Uh, you were hurt earlier in the season. And, of course, fantasy managers, we love we love listening to Austin, uh, Eckler's Edge because yeah, you'll yeah. be like, I'm trying to work my way. Yeah. Hey, it's not going to be this yeah. week. Guy. Like, you're yeah. always so uh, transparent, which we really appreciate. I feel like, you know, tell me, like, I feel like you, were, you weren't 100% healthy all year long. You're one of the toughest guys in the NFL, and you always want to gut it out for your team. And I thought there was no better example of this is, like, that awful Thursday night game where, you know, the 70 points, 60 points, and you're still out there in the fourth quarter. I'm like, why is Austin Eckler in this game that's decided, but you're still <laughs> like, you're like, hilarious. screw it. So people, but, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, but like, but to me, that's an example <laughs> of your toughness. Yeah, so, I mean, talk about that, but I also want to talk about how you feel yeah, health-wise. Yeah, so, anyway, injury, obviously, high ankle sprain, first game of the season, sucks, cause, especially because that game had, like, 150 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, all right, here we go, we're back, you yeah. know? And then high ankle sprain in, like, the in the fourth quarter, like, freaking, um, you know, get land on them from behind, um, unfortunate, and then miss the next four weeks, come back, another ankle sprain on the other ankle um, versus the Chiefs, and it's just like I'm dealing with these ankles all flipping season. Um, obviously, I'm a running back, right? I need to be active. Yeah. I need to be able to move. And when you have your, both your ankles taped down, it pretty much, you know, prohibits a lot of that. A lot of your what makes you what makes me special anyway. A lot of quick, uh, quick, quick uh, direction cuts and things like that. So, yeah. definitely had an effect, you know, on me this year. It was unfortunate. Like injuries, yeah, you push through them, but you know, there's ones that can, you know, inhibit, you know, or prohibit some of your your action. And that definitely 
played a factor in this year. So sucks, especially going into free agency. But even going back to the, your other comment, yeah. the, uh, the Raiders game, um, there's like certain plays that are like call for Austin. Yeah, you know, it's like this is like this is Eckler eleven, you right, know, Eckler right. twelve or whatever the personnel is. So I'm, we in the fourth quarter, call, Callen calls up an Eckler an Eckler twelve play, and coach my coach Derek Foster, he can put in a different running back. He's like he looks at me, I I don't even look. I, he looks at me, I looked. I, I sorry, I didn't mean yeah. sure. It's okay. That's all right. right. Yeah. <laughs> we're taped. We can bleep okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah. I run. I look. I'm, I don't even think twice. I'm going in the game because they were trying to get me out of there, but I was like, this is my play. I'm gonna go make a play. Yeah. And sure enough, it's a screen. Like finally, I'm getting my screens right, and so boom, screen. Make a couple guys. I've been miss. waiting for this. I give the big, <laughs> I give the big first down yeah. signal. And I got so much crap for that. Like, yep. oh, you're losing by 40 points. Why? Are you getting? Like, I don't quit playing. Yeah, like, no, I'm still out here going. Same, yeah. I mean, I'm on the field. I'm trying to make plays happen. If I do, I'm gonna be excited about. It. I don't care if we're losing by 100. I'm still going. You know, because that's my job. You know, as a fan, you can give up quick i can never give up you know i got to keep going um and so that's that's why i was in the, yeah. at the at the fourth quarter yeah when we we're getting smoked yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it makes a lot of sense yeah. Yeah. uh yeah um well listen fantasy managers appreciate it always we know austin's given us 110 percent no matter what when he can you're here thanks to dairy queen yeah austin what do you got going on with dq uh, we, i mean we got the big game coming up yep. of course and if you're watching from home well what do you got to have you got to have a great selection of food you know, I mean, it's it's yeah. a must, it's a pillar in in the day, and so uh, we think of Dairy Queen. You probably think of you know the the, the Blizzard, right? Right, of course. Blizzard. You know, they, they hand, you know they hand it to you. You know, flip it over. Mine's Oreo, by the way. But um, we have they have a new uh, a new menu item, which is going to be perfect for for Super Bowl, and it is the honey barbecue shake and uh, sauce and sauce and toss. Okay. Uh, chicken strips. Yes. Yeah, so we got the new chicken strip item, and then also some burgers as well. Um, so they're expanding the array of Super Bowl foods that we can also have uh, I, on game day. I will tell you, as somebody with 12-year-old daughters and is at Dairy Queen at Dairy Queen Grill and Chill quite yeah, a lot, the chicken strips are the bomb. I'm telling you, there they, you they, D- DQ chicken strips are, are legit. Slept on because of the blizzard, the greatness I of the just blizzard. Overlooked. Yes. Yes. Overlooked. Very hey. slept well, on. Well, there's, there's like Dairy Queens that are just, you know, desserts that are right. like just the ice cream, the blizzard, that kind of stuff. And then there's also Dairy Queen grill and chills mm. that have the food. Mm. I know this Not, because it, all I, know I'll have, I will be hungry and I'll be like, oh, and I'll look for a Dairy Queen near me and it's like, Oh, it's, just, it's not a grill and chill. It's got to be the ah, grill and chill. There you go. There so, you go. But, uh, yeah, we're big DQ fans here at awesome. the happy hour as awesome. well. Well, we and appreciate them having us on. Yeah, man. And we're always huge fans of Austin Eckler. Always, oh, yeah, my yeah. friend. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fantasy football legend. Can't see where do you land next, my friend. We know you're going to bring, it, appreciate bring it. it hard. I know. Looking forward to it as well. There you go. Austin Eckler. All right, we're back on the desk of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. Happy to be joined by NFL draft prospect Sam Hartman, of course, from Notre Dame. And last week, just at the Senior Bowl, man, down on the field watching you out there throwing alongside Michael Penix and Bo Nix in this draft. What was that experience like for you? It was unreal. Um, You know, the the entire organization at the reseason, Jim Nagy, just did an incredible job of just putting so many talented people around each other and I think the flow of the game and the flow of the entire event was so just smooth I I don't know how he does it I'm sure he's stressed out I'm sure uh, he He had a great great vacation (laughs) after and um, it it was just an honor to be there I think um, playing on that team being around those guys training with Mike and then obviously knowing Bo through the years and just getting to see how they operate and how they work and then um, all around the ball, you just get some some unbelievable skill position players. And then I think the cool thing was playing with the other Notre Dame guys. Seeing some gold lids out there was a lot of fun. I want to ask you something here, Sam. And take a good, good, I'm gonna go with this wide shot right here. Thank you very much. Brace yourself. Look at this. I just want to look at you. Look at me. And then here's Connor. He's a good-looking guy. And then here's freaking Sam Hartman, who's like a model. Like, what producer put 
my dumb, ugly ass against next to these two guys? Why do I have to do, like, could, it's outrageous. Like, I have straight guys that tell me how hot they think you are. It's unbelievable, Sam. So I'm just, I'm very bitter at my producers f for making this a shot. Um, but I'm going to ask you a real question here. Going, well, we got there. Yeah, it, I, eventually. I just wanted to complain about the fact that, like, so both of good. you are, even I'm sitting here like, wow, you're good looking. I appreciate um, that. Here's what I want to ask you, Sam. Uh, last year, you thought about going into the pros, but ultimately you decided to transfer to Notre Dame. What went into that decision to go to the Irish instead of coming to the pros, and how do you feel about that experience? Um, I, I think the big thing was is uh, – what can I am I ready to do the transition am I ready and, and I think Wake was incredible and I never want and all these interviews and all these different things is like Wake Forest for five years is my home it still is and I have friends I one of my best friends from there is a tight end for the Cardinals getting married next week like I'm it's true and true black and gold is always be, it will always be home and coach Claus and what they did for me and I think um, the idea was is okay the offense I played in I, I can throw I can do the I can make the throws but it was just in a unique style and to get under center to go like the senior bowl and, and to think if I was to go to the senior bowl after last after the wake year I would have struggled because I wouldn't have been able to get under center take the drops all, get into a huddle command a huddle Notre Dame was that for me that was the experience that was the whole process of this thing was hey can I go to Notre Dame and and get into a huddle play with some guys and do some things that in the NFL you have to be able to do on a routine basis and so um, I enjoyed the, every second of it it was hard it was it was a big jump it was a big difference um, fan base wise you know expectations criticisms but um, all the same thing you're going to be doing as as you go into the NFL one thing I always hear when I talk to scouts when they're evaluating quarterbacks is have they faced adversity in college some of these guys go and play for two years they don't know what that's like with you that's one of your competitive advantages, whether it's coming back from health reasons, whether it's going to transfer and having success, success at a new program. What has that been like at the college level for you, dealing with adversity and coming back and rising above it? Yeah, I think that's kind of the three pillars that I kind of, you know, when you go through this process, I feel like you have to have just things that you rely on. And I think um, the experience, the resilience, and the self-awareness, I think you learn all those things through six years. And, you know, some people say it's a knock on all these quarterbacks for being old. I, I don't understand it because it's – it's not like we're getting hit. It's not like we're beaten up. We're not a running back that's played six years of college and just taken beatings. We're quarterbacks that have seen every defense you can think of, been in every situation you can possibly play and played in all the big games. And um, I think, like you said, the resilience factor for me is just I wouldn't want it any other way. I don't think I'd enjoy and experience these moments and being here with you guys, being at, in Vegas, doing all these things as much. And I, and I think it's also to, to kind of get to why I'm here in this situation is, is the cool thing about going to Notre Dame was the charity I got to work with and and the Ronald McDonald House is, is this unbelievable organization that homes and houses people that are in need through medical crisis and I've been in medical situations that I've recovered from and, and I'm not needed any of the stuff that some people need to to get by and I think the the cool thing was during the season you're rolling through it and you're in it and you're like man this is tough this is hard and then you go on a Friday before a game and go see these families and what they're going through and and the support that they're receiving and, and the help with DirecTV business is is so crucial and, and they're doing something really cool here is and this weekend they're hosting families from this area from Vegas um, to kind of to help people and um, you know I'll forever be indebted to Notre Dame but I think one of the coolest things was, was 
getting to work with this organization and something I'm going to, when I go back for my pro day, that's going to be one of the first stops. And if people want to learn more, where can they go to find out They can more? go to the RonaldMcDonaldHouse.com and using like the DirecTV stuff and going through there. And you can donate. You can volunteer. I volunteer, and it's the coolest thing ever. And one of the, the cool things is, is you get to go from room to room and, do, and, and help give little kids, families, um, you know, just different items or different food necessities that they don't have. And, and the crazy thing was I would go in early spring when I first got there, and it would be the same family in the same place. And you're like... You're thinking you're having a bad day. You've been, right. They've been out of, out of place and in, in this, in this uh, hospital for almost a year. That's a great cause. Yeah, unbelievable cause. Uh, thank you so much for all your uh, work in that, that regard as well. Sam, we're a fantasy football show, so I'm just curious. Have you ever played it? Do your friends play it? Does it, uh, it will, when you get into the pros, it will come up. I'm just curious oh. what your experience with it so far is. Yeah, growing up, it was something that, like, you know, I knew my dad was happy or sad based on how his fantasy <laughs> team went a little bit. I think that there's, uh, there was definitely some, you know, he would try and get insight from me as I was, as I kind of started learning more yeah. football growing up. And I, I don't know if he plays much anymore, but um, obviously fantasy football is a huge part of this thing. And, um, you know, there's always kind of the different, uh, whatever you want to call, like, hey, best fantasy teams. And I know guys, like, had leagues in our, in our locker room legally, yeah, right? No, of course, not, yeah, not yeah. Not calling yeah. anybody out. And, um, no, it's a, it's, an, it's a cool part of the game, I think, and it's fun when you see, like, guys, like, in the NFL interact with their owners or the people who tell them, like, hey, you know, you cost me. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> you know, whatever, so. Sam, you played with a lot of great offensive linemen, but I have to ask you about Joe All because they just don't make him like this guy. I mean, six foot eight, six foot nine, skyscraper left tackle, great run blocker. What was it like when you get to Notre Dame and you look in the huddle and you go, "This is my left tackle, a guy that's going to be a top ten pick." I would say it's it was very daunting at first because you're like, "This guy's going to be all world. This guy's going to be, you know, you know, a little too cool for school. He's going first round." <laughs> yeah, completely opposite. And he was the one who took me in probably the most. And it, and it made it so, such an easy transition. And, and like you said, the, the whole part was going into that huddle. How am I going to own the huddle? How am I going to um, go in? And Joe helped me so much. And, I, and I'd say his, his off-the-field intangibles are just incredible. He's an engineer major with like a 3.8 at Notre Dame, class load, everything he did. And then he was just a great guy. And I think that him being a captain as a, in his third year and, and him just leading that O-line and setting the standard and really the standard for the rest of – Notre Dame football history as an O-lineman of what it's like to be um, a part of that program is just, I'm so excited for him. I, 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 Joe Alt's like, anytime I get asked, he's the player. He's the best player I've ever played with, the player I'll take anywhere wow. I go. Um, and, and it's not even just because of all the things that you see on the field, it's off the field too. So, go ahead. Awesome to hear. Last question for me here, Sam, is just, we're in Vegas, Super Bowl Sunday's around the corner. Uh, two great quarterback storylines, obviously, with Mahomes, you know, already a legend, and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, two years later, he's starting a Super Bowl. Unbelievable story for him as well. Just, I'm curious, through your eyes, how do you think this game plays out? Who do you think wins? Yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's, for me, it's awesome because I, I, at this point, I just love watching quarterbacks play. I love watching great ones play, and I think you're looking at, like you said, two of the best, and um, I think you look at Patrick Mahomes, and, and I think for me, I always look at it from the draft perspective of, I know one of my third things was self-awareness, right? Where does that come from? The self-awareness to know that I'm not walking around here 6'5", 230, and, and the greatest quarterback to come out of college football ever. Like I, I know my, my abilities and what I bring to the table and, and those different things. And um, you look at a guy like both Patrick Mahomes and then you look at Brock Purdy. But Patrick Mahomes, if you redraft his draft class, where is he going? 
first, first overall. overall always. You you watch Brock Purdy, he's going to move up as well, and I think it's it's a healthy reminder to, to kind of run your own race. And, and you're going to get to the point, and both of them didn't start right away and, and sat and, and learned, and, and I think they're just taking – I think Patrick Mahomes is obviously in a whole other category. I don't want to put him in sure. some, you know, he's going to be one of the greatest ever to do it. But Brock Purdy, um, of just taking advantage of the opportunity he got and, and to call him a game manager and criticize it makes no sense. Like, yeah, go, go game manage to a Super Bowl. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. Good luck for that. Yeah, Good exactly. Living. From Wake Forest, Notre Dame, now onto the NFL, we can't wait to see where you land. Sam Hartman, thanks for joining us. Appreciate man. you guys having me on. From the Fantasy Football Happy Hour desk, Con Rogers, Matthew Berry, and when Drew Brees retired, no player in NFL history had more fantasy points scored than Drew Brees. Brady ended up, you know, sticking around longer and ultimately, <laughs> but still, uh, a legend in fantasy football, a legend in the NFL, obviously a Super Bowl champion. Um, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Drew, for stopping by. Thank you. It's, it, it's probably the thing that, like, when I get stopped in the airport, the grocery yeah. store, the most random places, it's always, man, you won me a lot of <laughs> fantasy football championships. Thank yeah. you. You know? So well, it's, it's, it's good, good to know. Well, first off, yes, you were an elite player at a high level for a long, <laughs> long time. So pretty much anyone that had you on their team that was lucky enough to have you on the team won fantasy championships. So I'm not surprised to hear that. The other thing that was great was that I believe that you and Sean Payton, you guys love to push the ball. You know, you guys were like, hey, it's your job to stop us. You're yeah. up 30 to 14. You're like, screw it. I'm still throwing. Yeah. Michael Thomas is there. Whatever. You're yeah. like, you're still throwing um, as well. I'm curious. So fantasy football comes up. Have you ever played it since you've uh, retired? Have you tried it? Do your kids want to get into I, it? I, I play it every year with my boys. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a league just with our family. Uh, even my wife, Brittany, and daughter, Ryland, they, they, they had teams this year. Um, nice. They, we we, we kind of helped pick for them. But okay, sure. <laughs> nonetheless, and then with all their buddies. So each of my boys are probably in three leagues every year, and then I play one big league with them. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we need some results here, Drew. Who was on your team? This is, this, is, this is what happened this year. Okay. I actually, my, my, my boys pulled one over on me. Okay. So we drafted the team. Right. And I, I had a bunch of, like, sleeper picks. Sure. You know, that, uh, like, for example, like, I, I took Brandon Ayuk early. Like, nice. or, or, to start the season, he had he had a couple big fantasy games. Yeah. And inevitably what ended up happening is I, I had some guys – that had big games, and so my boys like crashed the system and made it like talked me into basically saying like, "Hey, if something happened. We have to redraft." And then they <laughs> took all my good players in the redraft, they, and they then got you. I finished last. They got you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's the name of the game was I win, and, and it wasn't me, right? That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Listen. That's, Drew, I feel like you're the perfect person to ask this, right? Quarterbacks in the league right now that get drafted to start right away versus yeah. guys that sit. Jordan Love got to sit. Yep. Looked pretty good this year. Mahomes got to sit. We know what happened there. Yep. We've seen some guys crash and burn that had to play right away. Where do you stand on that as a guy that didn't play a lot as a rookie and then it all worked out for you going forward? Do yeah. you think it's a – is there a perfect science to it, honestly? I think you learn a tremendous amount by, by, by sitting um, – at least for a year, um, especially if you're behind a really established veteran player, um, and if you're in a if you're in a functional, yeah. you know, offense or functional system. Yeah. Um, like look at Aaron Rodgers, right? Sat behind Brett Favre yeah. for a couple years, um, and then Jordan Love yeah. sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, Mahomes was behind Alex Smith, but with Andy Reid in that offense, right? Yeah. And Alex Smith was playing at a Pro Bowl level, so. Um, yeah, those are those are great examples. I had a chance to sit behind Doug Flutie, right? Tom Brady had a chance to sit behind Bledsoe for yeah. a year. Um, so yeah, those are all great examples of. I, I think all those guys would say they learned a tremendous amount of football 
just by sitting, watching, observing, learning about preparation, learning about process, learning about structure and how to form your own routine. I certainly think it gives you a, a bit of a leg up. Yeah. Because just going in as a, as a true rookie and being thrown into the fire like that, man, is, it's tough. Yeah. And I think it can make or break, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for and, sure. And you just don't know how it's going to play out. It yeah. seems like that's the – because there's such a big investment in a quarterback, it feels like that's the smarter play. And then C.J. Stroud goes out there and that just screws it for everyone else because people are like, well, yeah. you know, we just have a – there's, there's the rare, there's the right. rare examples, yes. you know, but you'd say that, that's the not the norm. That's the, the rule. Exactly. Yeah, 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 right. But I, I, would, I would say, too, that, it, that there's pressure on the teams to get guys on the field right away because when you look at what the QB salaries are within the framework of the cap, you're trying to get as much value right. as you can while they're cheap, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so if they sit for a year or two, then really you're only getting a year or two before you have to make a decision on whether this is your guy for the future and we're going to put the fifth year option on him or we're going right. to extend him. And then that greatly affects your decision or your ability to go and, and secure other free agents. Which is one of the reasons why it's interesting Everyone, Patrick Mahomes is, is amazing, but Brock Purdy, who's making less than a million dollars a year, you know, yeah, on a yeah. seventh round right. rookie contract, yeah. is just an unbelievable uh, bargain for the 49ers. Speaking of Brock Purdy, of course, he is the FedEx uh, Air Player of the Year. You're involved with FedEx. Uh, you've been there for a long time, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this award, and, and then also talk about what you're expecting out of Brock on Sunday. Yeah. This is an awesome program. FedEx has done this for over 20 years. I had the chance to win the FedEx Air Player of the Year Award four times during my career, and it's a tremendous honor. So this year, Brock Purdy, FedEx Air Player of the Year, proud to present that to him. And then FedEx Ground Player of the Year is Christian McCaffrey. So first time in history that you've had teammates who have uh, who've won this award together. So maybe foreshadowing for Sunday, who knows? Yeah. But um, also in exchange, uh, uh, FedEx is, is giving those guys $20,000 to give to the HBCU of their choice to fund scholarship programs for deserving nice. students. So it's fantastic. It is a so, fantastic program. So Brock, uh, I, I, obviously I don't think any of us could have expected what, what he's been able to accomplish, yeah. especially as uh, you know, the last pick of the draft two years right. ago, um, coming in as a rookie. I would say this, it certainly sat for a little bit, right, yeah. before he, he came in. Um, he's in a very, very functional uh, organization and system that's been architected, I think, masterfully by John Lynch and, and Shanahan. Um, they've got an offense that really requires a lot from the quarterback position. Every, every play is a shift and a motion, yep. right? And the timing as to you know, motion landmarks and all those things are very critical, right? Like it's a very highly detailed offense. He's got some playmakers around him to be able to spread it to, which is great. Got a great defense on the other side. All these things are great. But his poise, um, his command of the offense, the timing and rhythm with which he plays. And I think in large part that's because, look, the, the shorter guys, you know, like yeah. for us, like it, it, I think the requirement of being able to play in rhythm and work through progressions and get the ball out on time is at a premium. Um, he's a much better athlete than I think anybody gave him credit for until maybe last week right. when he took off and ran three times and really won the game. In my opinion, yeah. those were the for three sure. most defining moments of that game. And so for anybody who calls him a system quarterback, well, guess what? He just went outside the system yeah. and just won you that game. You know what I'm saying? And so it may not look like Mahomes, right? Right. Um, but it's, uh, it's very effective. Who wins on Sunday? You got a pick? <laughs> you know, it's, here's the surprising thing about this. And obviously, Vegas knows better when they start setting these lines, yeah. right? Like, I would yeah. have assumed that, that KC would have been the favorite. They weren't, Same. right? Same. San Fran's a favorite. Um, KC obviously has the experience, and they've got the quarterback that can do anything, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's San Fran's time. 
you know. Um, they've knocked on the door here for a while now. Mm-hmm. And while this is a different quarterback than, than, yeah. than from those previous years, um, man, so many of those same elements are in place. And I think they probably – I think the way that they've won these last two games in the playoffs has done a lot for their confidence and their belief in, in what they can do. So – I don't know. I, I I'll never count Mahomes out though. No, I, <laughs> so you know he, he's beat he beat Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen on the road two weeks in a row. You know, so I agree with you. You never want to bet against Mahomes. We both like the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a great one, Drew. And just uh, if I can for one moment on behalf of fantasy football managers everywhere, thank you, Big thank yeah. you, thank yes. you, thank you. Thank you. Glad we can make that uh, NFL legend, fantasy football legend, awesome. Drew Brees, thank you so much for taking some time with us today. Thanks, guys. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. Ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl at the Happy Hour desk, Lawrence Jackson, Matthew Berry, and fantasy superstar Trey McBride, no tight end in the NFL, had more games with 20 or more fantasy points this year than Trey McBride, set an Arizona franchise record for most receptions by a tight end in a single season, top five in the NFL in terms of most receptions by tight ends overall. Dude, yeah. what a great season Bob. yeah it was uh it was a lot of fun just to to get that opportunity towards the end of the year it kind of started a little slower than we'd like but but towards the end of the year it was rolling and i was getting a ton of catches and and trying to you know do everything i could so kyler would keep throwing me the ball and, and that's <laughs> yeah. what i was doing so very smart very smart <laughs> always good to make sure and make your quarterback look good which you did many many times he, he certainly, you certainly earned his trust, especially over that back half of the season, like you said, and still being a young tight end in the yeah. game. You, we're seeing a lot of first and second year tight ends like yourself, Sam Laporta, yeah. Isaiah Likely, Kincaid. Yep. Um, it wasn't like that, you know, five, ten years ago. Right. What do you think has changed recently with that? I think just the, uh, the the position's changing, right? It's not a it's not a position where you're you're putting your hand in the ground and blocking, you know, 50 times a game anymore. Now it's a position where you need an athletic guy that can go out there and be a matchup nightmare for safeties, for linebackers, and and I think that's where the position's going to. And and uh, we have a lot of young guys that are that are talented, like you said, Isaiah right. is in my class. You got it. Right. I mean, there's so many so many guys that are underrated and, and don't get the recognition they deserve, but are, are very good players. You mentioned the connection with Kyler Murray. Obviously, we're looking forward to a full season yeah, with both you guys. No doubt. You guys out there. I want to ask you, this might be a little bit of a, a thinker of a question, but um, 
I believe targets are earned. Mm. That they're not scheme. You know, yeah. sometimes you'll scheme up somebody open, but ultimately the targets are earned out there. That you know, Kyler's like, who's open? Trey's open. I'm going to Trey. Yeah. Right? You know, whatever. Marquise is open. I'm going to Marquise. Rondell, yeah. wherever he's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious. Like, is there something that clicked in for you in this offense with your position coach or with Kyler or whatever that allowed you to get? Kennedy, so many receptions, so many targets. You earned a ton over the second half yeah, of the you year. Know, it was uh, just the opportunity, like you said. Uh, I, I had one good game. I played. Uh, we played the Falcons, and I, I would think that was one of Kyler's first games back. And I, I had a really good game. They t- played a ton of man-to-man coverage that we weren't expecting, and Kyler kept coming back to me, kept coming back to me, and I kept making plays for him. Going in the next couple weeks, I just kept getting more and more and more catches, and I kept catching them for him, and he just kept throwing them to me. So it just became a, a little thing, three or four games in a row where I'm having, you know, ten targets. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I, but like you said, yeah, I definitely think they're earned, you know, that trust from Kyler, that chemistry, everything that, that kind of comes with, with, you know, that, that trust for sure. Eight for 131, by the way, in that specific game <laughs> yeah. against the Falcons. And, and, Eight for 131. And I, and I think a lot of the reason why Kyler has that trust in you now because when he get into the scramble drill, yeah, no like doubt. you know how to adjust to that and you know how to find him and help him yeah. uh, find you. Um, speaking of a game, you went off uh, another one, 10 catches, 102 yards, your last game versus the uh, 49ers. Mm-hmm. So, but – you guys obviously didn't win that game. Yeah. You had a good game, but what makes playing that defense in your division? What makes playing that defense tough? Yeah, they're they're a tough defense. They're guys that are talented from top to bottom in that 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 roster. So they're very good, and it's a you you never know what you're going to get. You know, you like I said, uh, you, you're on one side, you get Nick Bosa, and right. if you get lucky, you don't get Nick Bosa. Then <laughs> you got Chase Young on the other side. So two phenomenal players. You got two of the best linebackers inside with Greenlaw and, and Warner. So. Phenomenal defense and uh, guys play really hard, so I'm, I'm excited to see how they how they do against the Chiefs. Yeah. And you know the Chiefs have a, a pretty good tight end themselves, yeah, right? And in uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle on the other side, two of the best in the game, right. going up against themselves. How do you see this game playing out, Trey? If, do you have a pick? You know, I, 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 like you said, I'm super excited for the tight ends. This is two of the best tight ends in the league, and for me, I play the the 49ers, you know, twice a year. Yeah. So I'm kind of pulling for the uh, for the Chiefs. Just you don't want the Super Bowl champion in your division. You don't want the Super Bowl champion in your division. No doubt, but but for me, I'm just excited to see these two tight ends go head to head. These are two of the best in the game, and I hope they both have 300 yards. You know, that'd be that'd be the game I want to yeah. see. Yeah, well, you you certainly on your way to that type of production as well. And speaking of production, um, despite not, you know, starting yeah. fully until week eight, you know, you had Zach Ertz. He's a respected yeah. veteran. Um, despite not starting until then, you still racked up 81 catches over yeah. 800 yards. So let me ask you this. With a full season, a full healthy season <laughs> with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Give me a little stat prediction. What the yeah. numbers going to be looking we, we like definitely around gotta, there? Yeah, we need to get over a thousand, right? Yeah. We need over a hundred catches yes, and, a, and a thousand yards. So that's like that's the goal. You know, we want to get that thousand yard season, and and hopefully we're scoring ten or fifteen yeah. touchdowns too. That's uh, that's the goal. So no, Kyler's a tremendous player, and I'm super excited to have a full year with him and see what we can do. Yeah. Speaking of next year, Trey, when you did your exit interview with the Coach Gannon and everyone else there at yeah. the staff, does did they talk to you about expectations for next year in terms of your role in this offense? Yeah, obviously, um, you know they they. They tell me what I need to work on. They want me to be a better run blocking. They want me to be a complete tight end that can, you know, they don't have to take off the field. They can, you know, leave me on there or you go yeah. run block, go catch balls, do it all. So that's the big thing that I'm trying to be. I want to be a complete tight end, a guy who they don't have to take off the field. I can go run block, I can go catch balls and, and do it all for them. So that's what I'm trying to do. 
By the way, fantasy managers would love that as well. We would love you to never leave the field. Um, uh, you'll be drafted high and early. I have you, I'll just tell you, I have you as my tight end four next year. Mm. I have, I have, you tell me if I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong. Here's what I have ahead of you. I have Laporta, Kelsey, and Mark Andrews. Mm. Yeah, you might might be wrong. I hope All I right. can prove you wrong. Yeah. So that's, that's I would love I, it. I, I, I would love it. I have them too, but I have him ahead of Travis Kelsey. Mm, oh, we'll okay. see. I like it. Because <laughs> Travis Kelsey, he, did, he didn't quite get the 1,000 yards this year. Yeah. And, you know, he, like he said, he, he trying that, to get that 1,000 and catches. So, yeah. in there, I only, had, I only had you in one league. But yeah. it's one league I really needed to win, <laughs> like, for, for the money, for the bragging rights, all that. Oh, yeah, came through for your boy. So, yeah, I appreciate good, you. Bro. I got you, man. That's good. <laughs> Trey, how, we, we were talking a little before the show, and I asked you, have you ever played fantasy football before? Yeah, I have. Uh, you know, growing up, that's like, yeah. I feel like everyone wanted to play. And uh, I, I haven't played recently. Um, well, but I, that's because you get to play real yeah, football. Yeah, so, but I love playing. I think I think it's cool. I think it's fun drafting a team, kind of being the, the general manager, and it's see how easy it is. It's really not as easy as people think. You know? No, it is certainly not. <laughs> how often does fantasy football come up in your life? Your your friends, fans, when they recognize oh, yeah. you on this, you know, All and talk time. to you. That's probably the the most. You know, people come up to me, thank you, Trey, so much. They either love you or they hate you. It's one of the two. And uh, you know, when they love you, it's fun. You know, because they'll come. Uh, be, and when they hate you, man, they're mad at you for losing their game or something. So it's uh, you know, it's it's part of it. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, fantasy is a great thing, and I think it's a cool thing. Yeah, going. by the way, if, if they're hating you, it's just because, you know, blame <laughs> yeah. the craftsman, not the tool, no, right? No, you know, no, exactly. No. So, yeah, don't, they, take they, that, they, 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 don't take they, that seriously. They, they'll hate you because they're going against you when, right. when you're racking up the numbers. Right. That's right. I also, I'd, I'd make a prediction. I bet no one says anything negative to you in person. Yeah. Like when they meet you in person, it's all no love. Yeah, no <laughs> right? It's just sure. when they're online sure. or they're, you know, yeah, yeah. trying to DM you or whatever. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. All right, last question for us right here. We're in Vegas. Um, and so, you know, if you were going to – you're a young guy. If you were going to have, you know, your, uh, your hangover-type night, your uh, type weekend, what's a teammate that you're bringing with you to Vegas to, to party all night, and who's a teammate that you're leaving behind oh, that isn't ready for one. Vegas? That's a good one. Um, I'm probably – I'm probably got to bring someone young and, and yeah. with a lot of money is my guess. So uh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy that comes to mind is our, our first round draft pick last year. Maybe we bring Paris out here and okay. see okay. What, what he can okay. get himself into. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, leaving behind, I don't know who I'm leaving behind. Maybe uh, that's hard, man. That's a that's a hard one because I, I love them all, but um, I don't know. Maybe. You're going to make somebody yeah, mad. Yeah, right? I'm going to make someone maybe, mad. So maybe Coach. Yeah, maybe, maybe Coach. We'll leave Coach, Max you know, so he doesn't know what we're getting ourselves <laughs> yeah, he doesn't into. Need yeah, to, he, he doesn't need to yeah, say anything. Yeah, for sure. That's a good one. Yeah, leave Coach behind. Bring uh, bring Paris so he can, you know, has a big wallet for us. There you know, go. There you Get go. you guys in there everywhere <laughs> as well. That, that's, that is a clutch veteran move. Uh, Trey McBride, a fantasy superstar. We love you here at the yeah. show and uh, continued success yeah, to my thank friend. thank you guys so much. Yeah, I appreciate man. it. That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.